Let's get right into episode 100 of the Retro Rewind Podcast. happening paul did you do something what no i just stirred the fuel tanks like an apollo 13 uh, okay um alice uh, ship status alice alice geez alice is offline too uh, officer powers uh can you get me some intelligence on why alice is down that's not the kind of intel i usually get i'll do my best sir <laughs> thank you Man, I hope that new fuel valve didn't break. Uh, engine room, report. Engine room, ship member reporting. Things are bad, sir. We think the fuel intake valve fractured and exploded, oh. taking all but two fuel tanks with oh it. The reflux capacitor is offline, and we're running on life support at the moment. Shipman Berg? Where's Chief Engineer Brown? He's gone. Oh, no. Uh, Paul, head. can you head down to the engine room and... Help get us back up and running. You got it. And Paul, if you need to use your powers to fix the engine, do it. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to what? you. What? Happy birthday, happy birthday. Happy <sighs> Stop. Happy Stop, guys. What? what are you entertainers doing on my bridge? Oh, it's the ship's birthday. So decided to go to all the departments and sing to the old girl. Good vibes seem to be in short supply, Captain. More like fuel valves. And singing isn't going to help Alice. Says Alice is up. What? Well, almost. She was due for a software update and took oh. the engine being down as a chance to do it. Reboot's almost complete. Uh, reflux capacitor is uh, flexing and engine is running. We just need a heading. You look shocked, Captain. You see, Francisco, this is why you need to trust us entertainers. We'll make any situation mm. golden. Aye, Captain? Of course. Golden eye. Let's get on top of this 100th episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Reflux capacitor. Fluxing. Welcome to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we take a fresh look at movies and video games from 15 or more years ago. You can find this episode at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 100, along with links to contact us and to vote on the movies we cover. There's also a Patreon link if you would like to be one of, the, one of our awesome patrons, helping fund the show alongside Brian Keating, Deborah Powers, Jared Holzhauer, Chris Cowan, Patrick Hicks, and a secret patron as well. And thank you all so much for supporting the show, getting us up to episode 100, and hope to keep doing this. So awesome to be flying with you. My name is Francisco Ruiz. I'm a dad, designer, and disavowed, disjointed dialogue. And I predicted nostalgic for GoldenEye the movie and nostalgic for the N64 game. And I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, co-host, and first mate... Paul, the Master Interrupter Powers. Hi, Paul. Hey, Francisco. How you doing? I'm doing well. Happy 100, Paul. Happy 100 to you, sir. Thank you very much. 
Uh, Paul, what was your prediction for the two Golden Eyes, the movie and the game? Classic on both. Classic on both. Awesome. Now, as many of you have surmised from our little opening there, uh, we have quite the crew of time travelers with us this time, and I'm going to go around and introduce them uh, with their rank on our ship, because now we have official rankings. And please, when I introduce you guys, let us know what your prediction for the movie and game, or both. If you only had one prediction, that's fine. Just say which it was. And also tell us, who is your favorite actor to play 007? Ooh. So I'll Controversy. go. I'm going to start with our security officer, my lovely wife, Christy Ruiz. Hi, Christy. Hi. I wasn't in the intro, so just now you are. Know. <laughs> yeah, this is the intro. Well, this, this is, is where it really begins. Uh, yeah, it's my turn now. Um, my prediction. Yes. Uh, I didn't see the movie then just before. The uh, classic. Classic for the game. game. And who's your favorite James Bond? really a fan of I guess I don't mind Daniel Craig Daniel Craig alright cool don't mind him <laughs> Sorry. Like if, you made, if you made me pick I between do. Sean Connery Pierce Brosnan and Daniel Craig I probably would pick Daniel Craig because those are there the are only more. three right I know I know <laughs> there are counting. more I understand this that <laughs> don't need to be ridiculed thank you and thank you for coming back to the show Christine it's awesome well, to have you of course uh, next is our intelligence officer, Josh Powers. Hi, Josh. Hello. Hey. So, Josh, what were your predictions for the movie and or game? And who's your favorite James Bond? Uh, my, my prediction for the movie was nostalgic. And uh, my prediction for the game was classic. Awesome. Okay. And my favorite James Bond, well, it's kind of funny. I've only seen four James Bond movies three of which were Pierce Brosnan. Oh, okay. So, so I will say Pierce Brosnan. All righty. Cool. <laughs> oh, we've had the Bond movies growing up. Anyway, have, continue. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, Go ahead. This, <laughs> For those who this is maybe your first episode, Josh and Paul are brothers. Uh, so that's... Whoa. What? Spoiler. I know. Uh, let's see. It's coming early. <laughs> then we have a ship's entertainer, uh, Nate Henderson, who is now promoted to chief entertainer. Congratulations, oh, wow. Nate. Yes. Congrats. In your face. <laughs> I didn't vote for him. <laughs> it's based uh, on how many times you've been on the show. So it's not, not my really chief entertainer. <laughs> I predicted that the movie would be nostalgic and the game a classic. And uh, my favorite Bond would have to be Mike Myers. Nice. Yes. <laughs> nice. Like, I'd, prob- I'd probably go with Daniel Craig. Okay. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, not Austin Powers, James Bond. No, I know. Okay, I'm not sure. It's a, it's a joke. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> you know how he's entertainer. Chief entertainer? Yeah, yeah. Entertainer. Great. So, All right, okay. That's yeah, great, great entertainer you are. You have to explain <laughs> jokes to people. No, no, it's normal. It's normal You're to explain sure, jokes so, to no him. Pressure. Go ahead. Knock and that down. would be Knock our down. other entertainer. Uh, we'd like to welcome back to the show Chris Cowan. Hey, Chris. Hey, hey. What's I his heard rank? Christy was sleeping with the captain, though, so I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know if this is fair. Well, I don't know. Mm. <laughs> Cowan likes to go a little blue. <laughs> <laughs> like a Smurf. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's true. <laughs> so if I say you're a ship's something, I forget who asked, that means you're a shipman rank, which is just above returning guest host. So, uh, so 
Chris is a ship's entertainer. Uh, keep thinking of friends every time you say just above. She's just below me. She just blows you? Just below me. Never mind. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. <laughs> Hey, I'm not the bluest person now. Crickets and Uh, tumbleweeds. Yes. So, Chris, uh, your predictions and favorite Bond. Okay. uh, My predictions are... uh, (laughs) My predictions are both the movie and the game are nostalgic. Nostalgic, okay. And uh, favorite Bond is probably Pierce Brosnan, uh, mainly just because that's who I grew up watching. Yeah, totally makes sense. Cool. Uh, Awesome. Thanks for being back to the show, Nate and Chris. Now, uh, next, uh, we have praying for this excursion, the ship's clergy, Valerie Powers. Welcome back to the show, Valerie. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, What were your predictions and your favorite Bond? I predicted that the movie would be classic. Mm -hmm. And my favorite Bond is Sean Connery. I like them all, but I have to go with Sean Connery. Okay. Very cool. Uh, finally, we have two more promotions. First, due to there being a recent opening, uh, Danae Berg is promoted to chief engineer. Congratulations. Was it because there was a death on the team or? Uh, <laughs> maybe. Or disappearance. <laughs> Not dead yet. <laughs> uh, but Danae, your predictions, please. I predicted the movie would be nostalgic. And okay. my favorite James Bond is probably Daniel Craig. Awesome. Very cool. Oh, I forgot Timothy Dalton was a Bond. Yeah, but he was a Nazi spy. The Rocketeer killed him, so it's good <laughs> But he readings. has a chin butt. Valid point. That's, and that's what matters for your Bond. Yeah. Uh, okay. And, so it uh, matters for a lot of things. <laughs> wow. So does Spartacus. And also, uh, he was formerly just a returning guest host, but now, Travis Berg, you are now a ship's engineer. Congratulations, and welcome back to the show. Say hi, Travis. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) What were your predictions and your favorite Bond? I predicted classic for the movie and nostalgic for the game. And uh, I rank my Bonds by quality of chest hair, not quantity. So Daniel Craig is at the top. All right. Daniel Craig's chest hair? Daniel Craig's chest hair. That's why he wins, because it's great. (laughs) Wait, you you feel the texture? How can you tell? (laughs) Visually, obviously. He watches it in HD. Okay, let's... (laughs) You guys don't have 4K TVs? This is great. He double clicks on it. Click, 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 zoom, zoom. Can you please enter our course for Alice for this time? We're not going to go over what our favorite bonds are? That's fine. All right, fine. Uh, we know Alice. it's plays in the ball. Yeah, well, someone's got to vote for him. <laughs> Let's have a roundtable discussion on uh, one of the James Bond films. I don't know which one yet. And then let Goldeneye, uh, Paul. Oh, come on. Does it have to be that one? <laughs> Uh, then well, let's come back for a new tube and maybe even a game. Indeed. And then follow that up with announcements and feedback. All right. That too. That too. You know, that's part of it. Alert. Alert. Approaching target. Spoilers are coming. Establishing analysis vector. That wasn't very retro. On the top? On the top. Bond is back. I enjoy a spirited ride as much as the next girl. Who's that? The next girl. And things are starting to heat up. One rises to meet a challenge. (laughs) United Artists brings you no more foreplay. Goldeneye, rated PG-13. That, I don't... 
I actually don't remember some of those things, even though I watched the movie recently. We fell asleep. Um, but uh, here is our memory mind meld synopsis of GoldenEye, the movie. There have been so many James Bond films that I don't remember which one this is, except Pierce Brosnan. Too many Bond movies have blurred together. There's a new James Bond, but he doesn't have a golden eye. A big <laughs> and dashing secret agents, Remington Steele and Boromir, bungee jumping off of the dam in Mother Russia. Uh, Pierce Brosnan is around doing something. I had to ventilate someone. <laughs> they blow up the dam place, <laughs> but not before Boromir uh, suffers a terrible industrial accident. Or get shot. Actually, it's a complicated plot line involving the Soviet Union and possibly some double agents. Hint, 006 Sean Bean betrays Bond. Alan Cumming, as a nerdy tech guy, explains that GoldenEye is some sort of computer software program device thingy that has the power to destroy a bunch of stuff. And this guy that is really good at typing with one hand. Uh, the introduction of the light blue BMW Z3 driving with a plane behind it. Remington Steele spends the next two hours blowing more things up, seducing multiple women, and driving, piloting, racing, no less than five unique machines. There's a boat in there or something. Uh, Bond must rescue a woman analyst who knows all about the GoldenEye satellite weapon. James Bond and the Russian girl are on the train, and his laser watch cuts a hole in the bomb, allowing them to just nearly escape. After surviving many locals or locales, <laughs> it turns out wrong movie. <laughs> Bor- <laughs> turns out Boromir is alive and pissed. Uh, Bond fights 006 in a giant satellite dish. It's an exciting chase scene on high flying on a high flying catwalk with no safety harnesses. OSHA violation. <laughs> Uh, so Remington has to kill him again by letting him do a 500-foot face plant onto the satellite dish. James Bond survives and probably looks good saving the world. Wow. Uh, um, that was all over the place, guys. So I'm going to have to... most part, pretty accurate. Uh, well, yeah, but... I realized after I sent mine in, some of them were from The World Is Not Enough. Okay, there you go. Is that where he survives the locals there? (laughs) (laughs) That must be where Boromir came in. Uh, Oh, my gosh. Okay, so that's uh, a lot of somewhat good memories, somewhat bad. But, uh, Paul, will you please give us the technicals for the movie GoldenEye 007, or just GoldenEye? Goldeneye is when uh, Goldfinger dips James Bond's eyeball into a vat and out comes Pierce Brosnan. No, that's a horrible... What? (laughs) It's happening. Goldeneye is a movie that was released in uh, theaters on November 17th, 1995, which is almost a Thanksgiving movie, but quite not there yet but uh it's pg-13 runs two hours and 10 minutes it's directed by martin campbell and starts pierce brosnan sean bean eliza somebody of fomke jen i don't know how to pronounce these four names sorry dame judy dench and uh alan cumming river phoenix no the phoenix god Who's, oh, She's oh, from, yeah, X-Men. from X-Men. Yes. Yeah. Francisco, Jean would you like Grant, to tell everyone Jean that you thought I was wrong? No. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Instead, I'd like to talk about, or Paul, actually, I'd like to know how this movie did financially. 
Oh, sure, if you want. The budget for this film was about $58 million. It went on to gross over $350 million. Oh, my word. <laughs> and also about $46 million in rentals alone. Okay, well... I mean, I guess there must have been some reason for that. A lot of people liked parts of this movie or just liked James Bond. But let's talk about the things we liked as the crew of the Retro Rewind podcast. Uh, and let's begin with, ooh, uh, let's begin with Travis. What's one thing you liked about GoldenEye? Uh, I really liked, I, this was kind of one of the first uh, 007 movies that I saw as a child that was like a serious one. Mm -hmm. So I was used to Sean Connery, you know, floating around with the duck on his head. And then all of a sudden Pierce Brosnan is riding a motorbike off off a runway after an airplane. And um, so that was really cool. It seemed like 90% of the movie took itself pretty seriously. And was action packed and exciting. 90%? Uh, 75%. <laughs> Fair, fair. Uh, I thought it was, yeah. I, I'd be my percentage would be a little further down from there, but uh, <laughs> but but like you, this was the first Bond movie I remember. I have this this small memory of traveling, like driving in a van with my family to Texas, and yeah, we had one of those yeah, those little tiny TV, like portable TVs, and there was a, a James Bond where he was like on a bridge or something. Uh, like and the the cabling of a bridge, and that's all I remember is just watching that late at night while we were driving to Texas. But that was a uh, Game Boy game. We didn't have Game Boys then, Paul. Uh, the but, screen was that big. <laughs> it was it was bigger than a Game Boy screen, and it was backlit and it was color. Paul, what was something you liked about Goldeneye? Since you were just I, in the mood to talk. Yeah, and it is a podcast. You. Yes, that's what we do. <laughs> uh, I loved. Pierce Brosnan finally filling the role of James Bond because I saw him as Remington Steele and like this guy should be playing James Bond. And oh, it really? Took him years and years and years, and finally, I enjoyed him as James Bond. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind him either. I think he was pretty good James Bond, from what I remember. But I never saw this movie. So yeah, as as a young person. Yeah, for me, I felt like he of the few James Bonds I've seen, I felt like he fit James Bond really well, like fit the character. Yeah. Like, yeah, you could He's see, Oh yeah. If when you, I'd imagine if I was into casting back then, I'd be like, Oh yeah, that totally makes sense to a cast. Harry misogynist. Person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, very chest, masculine. What? Uh, Okay, it sounds like you don't care for Pierce Brosnan, Christy. But I do. Something? I like him. All right. Well, it's not Pierce Brosnan I have a problem with. Oh, oh, more the character. All right. Well, what's something you liked about the movie, though? Boris. Yeah, I, I like Boris a lot. He, I like that actor too. Squirrel. <laughs> oh gosh, that's all. I like Boris. I thought he was funny. I thought it was the only funny thing in the whole entire film. Really? Yeah. Well, See, he was the comic relief. Well, for me, I. I mostly love the exchange between, um, I, I call him KGB Hagrid because I don't know, I forget what his actual name is, but he is he played Hagrid in the Harry Potter movies. Oh yeah, but um, that's where I know him from. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but he's the yeah he's the one of the people that Bond goes and sees. He's an ex KGB agent, and just their back and forth, I I really love that. I want to see more of that. Um, You're a secret agent, 007. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, let's go. Very misogynist. You're a very <laughs> misogynist. I can't be a secret agent. <laughs> <laughs> Not on Harry Potter impression. Uh, 
<laughs> except not. Uh, Chris, why don't we go to yeah. you? What's something you liked about this movie? Um, I think it confirmed that Judy Dench is immortal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's my favorite, too. I like her a lot. Yeah. Um, her and, and yeah, I'd also agree that uh, Pierce Brosnan's a great James Bond, so yeah. seeing his first kind of kickoff is fun. Uh, Kotek, what's something you liked about GoldenEye? Uh, I enjoyed that. Well, for um, for me, this GoldenEye slash James Bond film was kind of the pinnacle for me of James Bond films as far oh, really? as what what it. Okay, so I mean, yeah, you have Sean Connery and you know all the other James Bonds that happened, but Pierce Brosnan was kind of the. That's a good word. He was the the James Bond for me. So uh, that's what I really liked is the casting of Pierce Brosnan as James Bond. And he made that movie what it was, in my opinion. So Mm -hmm. more so than just like the the fun story and the kind of uh, like overall dynamic of James Bond. I just really like him as Mm -hmm. James Bond. So besides Sean Connery, he's my favorite one. And then... <laughs> yeah, there we go. Do you think that's oh. an out outpouring of you sort of growing up with this James Bond though? No, well, I currently really do like. Uh, hold on, Daniel Craig. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, he's really good, and I when I when they announced him as the new James Bond, I was like, ah, oh, nope, I'm never watching James Bond again. But as I when I saw like Casino Royale and Quantum, Quantum of Solace, Solace, yeah, and then what was this last one? That Spectre, just happened? I think. Yeah, was Spectre. The last. Which was Skyfall. really oh yeah, Skyfall. That was really good. But I mean, even though he's a really good James Bond and it's more realistic as a James Bond uh, franchise now, I like that kind of over the top, just in your face. Look at all this craziness that's going on with G- James Bond, and then you know the story kind of mixes that all in, where you know he can drive a car and has the champagne pop out of the. The glove box kind of thing. Like yeah. I, I enjoy okay. that over the top spy okay. feeling. So Actually, I, like. I appreciate that perspective because I come. I came from not. I don't. I didn't remember the other Pierce Brosnan one, and I only remember the Daniel Craig one. So going back and watching this one for the first mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. I didn't. I was like, "This is ridiculous. It's so over the top <laughs> and stupid." Since so I was comparing it to Daniel Craig's, which is much more serious and more. Um, Swear to me. Oh my! <laughs> oh wait, wrong franchise. Gosh, That's also serious. What just happened? Where is it? <laughs> Where is it? <laughs> Why did you say that name? <laughs> anyway, thank you for sharing that because it's sort of changing my perspective. Yeah, dun, absolutely. Dun, dun. Yeah, you, I mean, you almost might as well like compare it to uh, the Jason Bourne series because it's mm-hmm. so like different in terms of the feel they're going for. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, that's a good yeah. good comparison, I think. Interesting. Uh, I seem to be sensing a common thread that we're liking uh, Pierce Brosnan uh, for this role. Uh, let's see. Uh, Danae, w- are you in agreement with that, or is there something else you liked about the movie? Mm, uh, I liked I liked Q also. I thought that the... This, wait, this... wait. Were you, were you watching Star Trek The Next Generation? Because that's not what we're talking <laughs> No, about. not that Q. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, thank you for that because <laughs> that's what I. Yep. You know, I I thought the scene where they were introducing all the new gadgets was really funny. Yeah, it wasn't. I it liked was. It. it was not really fitting with the rest of the movie, yeah. but yeah. the scene by itself was really funny. 
See, I was going to say that that kind of took me out of the movie. I felt like there was too much, too much zaniness. Of course. Yeah. I just thought he, (laughs) I just thought he was funny. It's like the older guy and the clicking of the pen and just. (laughs) And the rocket cast. Oh yeah. That was good. (laughs) Yes. Of course. A a funny little skit that doesn't have anything to do with anything would really make you angry. It definitely had something to do with the movie. (laughs) I just thought I was a little off the wall given the rest of the context. I think the the guy flew off the wall. right? But yeah, uh, I I didn't mind uh, Pierce Brosnan as James Bond either. Okay, I thought he was he was a good replacement. Hmm. Um. Let's see, Valerie, what's something you liked about the movie? I enjoyed the music, both in the intro and throughout the movie. It's just fun. Interesting. Yeah. I'm. That's actually something I'm gonna talk about liking in the game. I really like the music for the game, but that's cool but that not you like the movie. That's interesting. I didn't really notice the the music in the movie. Was he falling asleep? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, breaking the fourth wall here. Um, there's wall. He's too busy gazing into Pierce Brosnan's <laughs> piercing blue eyes. I thought you were going to say his hairy chest. <laughs> he was mesmerized by the chest hair. Yeah, thanks. Oh, the combination of the two. It's, he felt it's a kinship. Hip, you felt a kinship with Pierce Brosnan, well, didn't you? There is <laughs> something to that. Man. Yes. Oh no. my! Well, he no didn't. That's right. No. Wow. Uh, I think that leaves Nate. What's something you liked about the movie? I liked the, uh, I agree with Danae. I liked the, uh, the laboratory, Q's laboratory. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was a good, whereas you said, Francisco, it kind of took you out of the movie. I thought it was kind of like you were kind of coming from like a goofier, I don't know, occasionally goofier set of Bond films. And it was almost like this was kind of, they were kind of mixing both kind of like there was some oh, okay. humor in it and stuff and mm-hmm. then it was going to more serious tone leading to what we have today which is just like all serious the the only the only funny parts are in the writing like just little <laughs> jokes and things like that but it wasn't like straight up like i don't know like just kind of slapstick humor and so i i kind of actually appreciated that part 75 mm-hmm. percent of the time it took itself seriously 100%. so i li- i like that i, I like the uh, just the fact that everybody was just getting it must suck to work at q's laboratory <laughs> right everybody was just getting jacked up in that yeah right. they were they have free sandwiches <laughs> carted off yeah that's true they do have free sandwiches so maybe it's worth it for the hoagies i don't know but uh i liked it i liked the scene Awesome. Let's see. Uh, Josh, I don't know if you agree with the whole Q laboratory, if you think it, it took away or added to the movie, but you can comment on that or what's something else you liked about the movie? Uh, I'll answer both in the same question <laughs> with the, with the same answer. Um, I, I felt the tone was uh, pretty balanced. Um, you know, that the, there's moments where you have, you know, Alan coming, he's, he's the comic relief and that's uh, Boris, that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Boris, and uh, <laughs> and then you you know you have Q's scene, which is kind of ridiculous, but uh, you know it's uh, even Hamlet had kind of a goofy scene here and there. Yeah. So it's it it was the tone and the balance was pretty spot on, especially coming after you know basically it's the campiness from before it mm-hmm. is really toned down. Mm-hmm. You look at the Daniel Craig stuff, and it, you know there's zero percent camp. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, the Pierce Brosnan, the Goldeneye is like, it strikes a really nice balance between the two. Yeah, and I which guess it's very hard to do. Yeah, I wonder if that context also helps. And for me, since I don't really, Goldeneye was the first Bond I really remember watching. If it's in the rewatch, 
and having seen Daniel Craig's stuff, maybe that's why that can't be that can't be part seems so campy. Whereas if you're coming from the previous iterations, this was like, Oh, this is just a little bit of the, the old, it's almost like an homage to what it was. So I could see that. Right. And I, I should put a, <laughs> I should put an asterisk on, on that because uh, full disclosure, I haven't seen any Sean Connery, what? James Bond movies. <laughs> oh no, Neither Paul just had a hernia. <laughs> uh, Goldeneye was the first James Bond movie I saw and it was actually in theaters. Um, mm-hmm. So this was my introduction to James Bond. So like when I talk about the campiness, I'm going based on assumption and the very little I've seen of clips from before. Yeah, exactly. So you uh, need to educate yeah. yourself with the Bond. <laughs> well, I was actually watching the first half of it with uh, Sharon, uh, my wife, and you know she was kind of explaining some of the nods that I didn't necessarily pick up on. Oh, so. Okay, that's cool. well, very yeah. nice. So to me, it's. Well, to me, it's like, you know, that's just the movie, but, you know, it's like this whole extra layer there. So, yeah, culture. Awesome. Sorry, could you, you repeat all that? I didn't hear anything after <laughs> you said up. you'd never yeah, done <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure how valid my opinion of this whole podcast is going to be, really. Well, if <laughs> you saw the movie, that's then okay. it's, it's valid. Yeah. I, um, I, 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 I haven't seen them either, Josh. Yeah, oh, me neither. I've only seen one Daniel Craig one, and that was oh, just like a couple fine. years ago. I'm not really a fan of the franchise, so why would I go back and watch a bunch of the old ones? Sorry, Paul. Okay, okay, let's let's get this out of the way. Uh, maybe we should. I should have asked this question uh, to begin with. Um, we'll go around just real quick. Uh, do you are you a fan? Are you a James Bond fan? I am not, Christy. Uh, I could take it or leave it. Danae, I like it. Travis, yes. Uh, Valerie, I love it. Paul, I like it, but I'm. I wouldn't say I'm a fan. Josh, so don't ask me questions about it. <laughs> me? Yes, no. you're the only Josh. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay, Chris. Uh, yeah. And Nate. Yes. All right. So mostly people that like James Bond here. Awesome. Cool. Uh, let's see. Um, you know what? Let's go ahead and go to our classic makers now for James Bond, not James Bond. For Goldeneye. Well, it is. It's James Bond. But well, it's yeah, but the tile is Goldeneye. Uh, so let's go around and say the things we actually loved most, our classic makers, our classic for maker. Goldeneye. Let's begin with Nate. Uh, well, I'm uh, just like Josh. The, it was actually the first uh, Bond movie that I saw. And so for me, what makes a classic is the fact that it really did kind of set the tone for me of what a Bond film was i mean mm-hmm. like and i could kind of expect a little bit of the goofy with the serious and i think it was like kind of the perfect blend for me to be like oh i want to go back and i want to watch um you know the bond film bond films that came before it i'm, mm. I'm totally down for what, whatever follows it um so i guess my reason for being classic is just just for me personally it was the first one i saw and it was it was i mean it was a, i was a 16 year old so it was like it was it was awesome to see all the action and it set the table for just many many more bond films down the road mm-hmm. what face are you making paul <laughs> <laughs> nobody can see this on the podcast <laughs> i know just seeing if you would break or not <laughs> now you know my pain <laughs> so awesome well thank you nate uh chris what is your classic maker uh, kind of along similar lines, I think it 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 was um, a perfect mix of all the kind of classic James Bond, mm-hmm. you know, for lack of a better word, gimmicks like all the 
You know, you got the you got all the little gadgets that uh, you don't see as much in the Daniel Craig ones. Um, you got the gadgets. You got um, the STDs. Yeah, STDs. <laughs> the <absolute laughs> chauvinism, I which I think scene. we all enjoy. <laughs> the um, congratulations, you have herpes. <laughs> I'll take the rapist for five hundred. <laughs> uh, you know. It had rape culture. It had all okay. the, the, the classic elements of James Bond. Female on male, nonetheless. Uh, if, if a woman's angry at you, you just kiss her really hard. Yeah. And that, that'll, what you do. That'll you know, turn actually, everything around. Just really, they actually so comment about that in the movie. So I thought that was pretty smart of them. Uh, what's her name? Moneypenny basically oh, yeah. calls him out. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah calls the bad guy out. I don't know if James Oh, and yeah, then yeah, he, and then he basically it. proves for the next two hours that he heard nothing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Hear a word she said. Pretty, pretty much. much. Uh, but that's James Bond. Indeed. But no, I mean, it, yeah, it had like all the classic James Bond elements, mm-hmm. and and I think that's you know it 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 fits very neatly within the James Bond legacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, this is a James Bond movie. It doesn't yeah. feel out of place. Awesome. Uh, Josh, what's the thing you love most about the movie? Uh, this is like perfectly honest <laughs> my favorite thing was that i loved recognizing all the stuff from the game <laughs> like I, I was like yeah. i was watching it with with my wife and i was like oh this is the level where you like you yeah, go through here yeah. and you have to make your way to the dam and you have to jump you know it's like oh this is level two now and just basically narrating the movie Josh, and like, out of curiosity I, like, did you see did you play the game before you saw the movie no, I played the game after. I did. Oh, okay. So, I was just wondering. So, yeah. yeah. And uh, so, like, you know, there's. I forgot there was, like, the the laser gun is in the game, and I forgot that was, like, in the oh, movie. Yeah. You know, the, the PP-7, and, like, I'm not even a weapons guy, he but I'm, like... He <laughs> That's and, me. Uh, that was Paul. Paul's initial. Yeah. Uh, but even the remote mines, like, I thought that was just thrown in there. I forgot that was uh, actually, like, part of the plot and stuff, yeah. so... I loved all that. It's like, oh, there's the facility. You, yeah, go through that door, take a right. You know, you're on your way. Yeah, I didn't remember. Like, I when I was watching the movie, like, and seeing the different scenes, it was doing the same thing for me. It was triggering, oh, more memories of the game than of the totally. actual movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, quick little tidbit about that. I had like a, a Game Pro magazine or something about it where I was reading how they actually took. Uh, schematics from the buildings that they filmed in and based the game on those schematics. So, oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah, no so idea. that's why it's like so like very detailed, very accurate mm-hmm. to the game. So. Uh, Christy, what was your classic maker? Um, uh, Boris. Boris, okay. <laughs> Which was also the thing you liked about the movie, all right. Um, Fair enough. No, the, no, no. The Boris Nightcrawler. Yeah, Nightcrawler and the Phoenix right? were in the oh, movie. Oh, he was. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. You told yeah. me that. I See, that was that. your exact response to both of them. Okay, no, no, yes. No, that's not who that okay. is. Oh, yes, it is, God. beyond the shadow of a doubt. Oh, let me look it up on IMDb. Oh, uh, uh, I'm not wrong. Uh, uh. So next, uh, Paul, <laughs> what's uh, your classic maker for GoldenEye? That tank scene. I thoroughly enjoyed him going around in the tank scene because oh when my I was gosh, younger, that was ridiculous. That was no, awesome. it no, it was awesome because I grew up around tanks being a military oh, brat. Yeah, and I've yeah, seen yeah. tanks like accidentally run over a, a building curb and completely 
<laughs> no, completely destroy a, a concrete curb into rubble, like oh. just by barely nicking it. So yes, I don't know if that model tank can do all that damage, but there are tanks that could. Mm -hmm. So I was, I was like, wow, this is fun. Very cool. Okay, Paul, you stole and a great mine. level in the game. Yeah. You let Travis go. So Travis, your that was your classic maker too. Yeah, that was my classic maker, especially with it like. You think it's gonna come through the wall? Not only it like no, it found a ramp somewhere behind the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like five feet in the air, yeah. skidding around corners. Yeah, that was that was do a J turn. Sweet. Very Donuts awesome. in the parking lot. Did you do a J turn? No. No. Oh, okay. It was ridiculous. That would've been amazing. Uh, I want to see a tank do. And then a it took on a train. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that part was a little bit. It, what's gonna happen here? Because I don't know, but it it was fun. Very cool. Uh, Valerie, how about you? What was the thing you liked most about uh, this movie? My classic maker applies to all James Bond films. It's the stylishness of them or the style. And I, what I mean by that is uh, the combination of the great dialogue and the action and then um, the fun creative intros. It just all the combination of everything to me adds up to really fun entertainment. So I like the, the style of James Bond. Very cool. The style. Let's see who's left. Uh, Danae, what's the thing you liked most? I don't have one. Yes, Glory. <laughs> All right. Didn't even like then Boris. I'll say the thing I liked most. Oh, I think he's hilarious. my classic maker for uh, James Bond double, for double oh for Goldeneye. Oh. Uh, okay, so this is this is unlike any of your guys's, and it's kind of a small thing. I really appreciate it, and. If anyone who's a James Bond fan who's seen the other ones, let me know if this is has happened before. But I really like the idea the of silhouettes a at the beginning. <laughs> yes, those were genius. Obviously, I've never seen this. This is amazing. No, the sexy women. No, you'd let me get this out. <laughs> the barrel of the gun at the beginning that doesn't this even look like a barrel. Of the gun. You're like, what the, is that? Tornado? I liked the idea of a former MI6 agent. Uh, 006 uh, be, becoming the main villain. I really like that because I don't I, think that's something you see in other other Bond movies, at least the ones I've experienced. The the um, um, there's a spoiler later one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I was fine. about to say Javier <laughs> is one, right? In yeah. uh, Skyfall. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I guess so. He is. Katek, what is your classic maker for Goldeneye? Um, I think it's. Well, for me, it's the the casting in general. I I like everyone through and through in that movie. Mm -hmm. They they really I think they really hit it with every character. Mm -hmm. um, from Valentine to 007 and everyone in between, I feel like they really and also 006. It was just it felt like a full fully fleshed out cast. Not and a curly haired one among them. Exactly, <laughs> not a curly haired one among them. Yeah, so I, I really liked that. For me, that's what made it really classic. So I can oh, nice. go back and watch it over and over again without feeling like I just don't like this one person. They kind of killed the movie. Like I like everyone in there. Oh, does that happen so. with other movies for you? Like one character will sort of like tarnish usually, the rest. Yeah, the back to the McDowell usually. Oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Uh, cool. Uh, well, now that we've talked about all the things we like about GoldenEye, let's talk about the things we just didn't like about the movie. Uh, I'll kick us off. I thought all the model explosions just looked uber modely, like very much like, oh, I am watching a model explode right now. That is not anywhere near real life. That is not a, a real plane or a real tank or 
anything or a real helicopter exploding francisco can i ask you if it were cgi would have that made a difference if it was if it was today's level of cgi probably well if if the believability or nightfall the believability of uh was on the same par like same level you can't say believability and bond in the same sentence (laughs) (laughs) laying down the hammer Okay, the same verisimilitude as the same model. That's not even a word. <laughs> what just yes. happened? Not, not in your vocabulary, Paul. Oh, no. Bearded Paul wins. Like, how true is, would are they equally true, that type of, to, yeah. to life? Right. I mean, it kind of boils down to the bad level of CG. Yeah. I, yeah. Thank you, Paul. Took the word right out of my mouth. Yeah. So, because because wins. obviously <laughs> you can make scale stuff that looks that looks good because older movies have done that and where it's at least for me I haven't noticed wow this is this is totally a model right now it's only a yeah. model it's, yeah but wouldn't oh you rather gosh, have that model with a real explosion blowing up instead of really bad CGI for the yeah day? no I'd I rather agree. I'd rather a much higher scale model be blown up. <laughs> Yeah, but they spent all the money on Pierce Brosnan's hair. So. Yeah, all of his, his hair. chest hair. It required a lot of grooming. <laughs> I did a trivia. This uh, this was actually the first movie to actually have CGI in it, but it was just the opening sequence. There goes sequence. Tron. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> what? First Bond movie, Paul. Not first oh. movie ever. Well, the, it's weird because the supermodels are actually the reason I watched these. Wait, did I misunderstand? Four. No, you're you're right on. He yeah. just doesn't like all the plastic. Oh my god! It, it did make me sad when the supermodels like, exploded, but yeah, a Duke Not Nukem. That's, that's Duke Nukem. <laughs> did you no. guys watch a different movie? No, Chris, I don't nobody else that played scene. that game. Chris, so it's something you didn't like, since no. you maybe maybe oh. that this wasn't about models, and you're expecting it to be. Uh, it has some pretty cheesy, pretty cheesy elements to it. The the biggest cheese ball moment was when. He goes over the edge of the cliff af- and leaps from his uh, motorcycle yes. after the plane that's yeah. headed downward. Oh, yeah. And it's like a f- hundred foot gap at least. And somehow he like catches up to the plane that's on and flying downward. Exactly. And just catches up to it and steers it. That whole thing was like, I was cracking up when I saw that because it was <laughs> I, so over the top and ridiculous. Indeed, yeah. Handle that. I could not handle yeah. that scene. I was like, seriously, Bond can bend the laws of physics. Well, wait yeah. till you see the sequels. <laughs> <laughs> I, I made a comment to Travis while we were watching, and he's like, best not to ask questions. <laughs> yeah, just accept. those kind of questions. <laughs> yeah, those kind. Well, yeah. the moment he jumped off the cliff, I was like, seriously? Really? Yeah, it's one of those right movies. That, yeah. I'm glad they established that at the beginning, so you know. Yeah. Okay, it's one of those movies. All but right. that didn't even make me like it. It made me go, made me go. Really, it's one of those movies. <laughs> like, turn it off now, please. <laughs> No, it, but it, but it, it lets you know it's it's out and proud about who it is. It's Something you know well about. Got. <laughs> Let's just say oh. I have a little experience with that. <laughs> just a little. Oh, Stop it. <laughs> um. Let's see, Chrissy. What's something you didn't like other than that scene? Um. All of it. Uh, All right. No, <laughs> I'm kind of coming back. Well, I don't like Bond and his women. I just Pierce don't, Brosnan. as a woman. But I don't. I don't want to harp on that for too long because then there might be a feel free to bunch harp. That's fine. Eye rolling, but I don't. Hold on, I'll start the eye rolling. Oh, brother! Thank you, <laughs> thank you very much. 
I don't find it entertaining at all. I don't mm-hmm. think it's fun to watch. I think it's annoying. And uh, but I'm not a man who likes the models jumping on top of him. So I don't really. <laughs> <laughs> what the the model tanks were jumping on top? No, of him? I mean I suppose yeah. I enjoyed that the one of the bad guys was a woman. That was kind of fun that she like Zinnia killed people top. with her legs. <laughs> on like, the top. Yeah. <laughs> um, she that, really seemed to enjoy killing, didn't she? Yeah. <laughs> well, very enthusiastic. Just a little. But it was believable for me, so that was enjoyable. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> that Paul could go relate. so many directions. <laughs> I'm not even. Anyway, uh, on that note, All right. someone else. Uh, let's see. Uh, Travis, what's some you didn't like? <laughs> How do I follow that up? Um, so let's see. Something I didn't like uh, was all the yeah the uh, romantic fight scenes. Those oh. are like that was the a hard twenty five percent of that movie. <laughs> Brand new genre. Yeah, I was like, uh, what's going on here? I didn't actually understand what was happening at first, and I was like, why are we watching? This is awkward. And oh, oh, and now he's dying, and I'm so confused. Why is she enjoying this? <laughs> didn't get it the first time it happened yeah uh let's oh, see i totally get why she enjoyed it <laughs> <What>? <laughs> this podcast is going into a weird place let's get back going. on track then uh <laughs> valerie what's something you didn't like about the movie how unrealistic it is it's unrealistic like people, yeah, yeah. Like chris was saying that same scene i was going to mention it mm-hmm. it took me out of the movie and i just thought this is crazy what's going on it even he even gets control of the, the plane and flies it up and I yeah. just thought it was silly. <laughs> uh, Josh, <laughs> what was something you thought was silly? Uh, you know, everything that I thought of that I don't like kind of fits into my Tragic Maker, so I'm going to save most of that and just say I didn't like Pierce Brosnan's bottom teeth. What? <laughs> anyone, oh. anyone else notice this? Maybe yeah. because no. I was watching a high-definition copy, but they're like all perfect. Like, they're not perfect. They're jagged and gross. He's yes. English. <laughs> is it, that is true. Is it as weird as Tom Cruise's top teeth? He has a perfect. He has a perfect face, but his bottom teeth. Yes. Like it's like that's what made it stand out even that's more. That's what makes <laughs> us hope the for us uh, locals what? that oh. try to overthrow him. Okay. Um, that, what are you I was saying? Trying to survive Paul? the locals. I have no idea. Oh Paul's yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, oh yeah. Thank Paul's you. Having another stroke. Okay. <laughs> Valerie, he makes quick. up for it with his perfect bottom. So. <laughs> Did you just say that? I'm. <laughs> bottom teeth. Bottom teeth. His perfect bottom Paul, teeth. That's what I meant. Was Paul's like, perfect bottom or Pierce Brosnan's what? perfect bottom? Onwards. <laughs> Paul, what's something you don't like about the movie? I'm going to call this the stormtrooper effect. Basically, yeah, when he's yeah. running along the, the catalogs like above <laughs> and uh, they're shooting up yes. and missing him. Yes. And then he turns around and shoots down and hits all of them. Yes. Oh. It's oh, okay. like uh, the bad guys can't hit the good guys. But and he's the good guys MI6 always, trained. Uh-huh. <laughs> shooting at a, a, a graded floor. Okay. <laughs> but our, it, it, yeah, no. All right. Yeah, I had the same exact thought when I saw that scene. I was like, they got their, they got their training from the uh, Galactic Empire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see, Katek, what's something you didn't like? Um, well, I kind of liked everything. I just liked that movie. Okay. 
right. Oh, no. Fair All enough. Right. Flawless I mean, victory. Yeah. <laughs> even, I mean, yes, even though it is over the top and there are many things that could be perceived as not enjoyable by some, I I like that over the topness and it makes the movie more enjoyable for me because it's, I know going in already, it's not going to be this realistic kind of like, okay, this has to be set in a reality that is you know, full of physics and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, I, I appreciate that because I do think sometimes filmmakers are like, okay, we have to make sure everything is physically perfect, and it's and it just kind of takes away from me because I can't enjoy that uh, suspension, um, suspension of disbelief. Of disbelief. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I so, wish I would have talked to you. Liked the objectification of women. Just, just <laughs> yes, I think that's awesome because he's the guy. <laughs> oh, well, he he's the guy who who who's like, you know what? Look how look look what I am. I'm a spy and I'm hot and I'm hairy and I'm gonna have what I want. So like why not? I think that's awesome. Yeah. Best sound. He levels the playing, so thank you. You I was like chicks have easy time, you know, every day just being chicks, so I'm sorry. It's it's easy. There's a hole and he's digging. With the the mother hen looking after the chicks, they have it pretty good, okay? And the podcast just got extended by an hour. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, How was your first episode brought to you by Trump twenty sixteen? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, Danae, oh since you haven't uh, gotten to say your thing, you didn't like. So I'll give you a chance to rebut, and uh, if you like to, and what's the thing you didn't like? No, uh, I just, I just have a lot of things I didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like, pick one. I'm just like, racking my brain, picking my favorites. Um, unfortunately, it kind of is the opposite of what Josh said that he did like about the film. Hmm. So I didn't, while I like some of the scenes individually where the tone was different, I didn't like how it kind of jumped between and it couldn't really decide, is it a comedy? Is it yes. action? Is yes. it super dramatic action it yes. was just trying to fit so many weird genres into one <laughs> i mean or, sorry, yes Paul. it did feel like a really good bond film but as a film in general i felt like it was really disjointed so i know that's totally opposite of what josh said but that was, hey, that's, that well, was my that's opinion personal preference. <laughs> yeah, that was my take on it I as, mean, a, as just... a bond film though which is what you said i think it it does feel true to a bond film and I would you don't agree like with Bond that. films. No, I, I do like Bond oh, films. Yeah, okay. I don't. No, I mean, I, I don't really. It's not something you bond over? No. no. All right, let's see. I think we have left uh, a Nate. What's the thing you didn't like about James or Goldeneye? Well, I knew that um, I knew most of the scenes were kind of essential to the plot, but I don't know. I almost kind of think that they could trim it up just a little bit. Like, I think the movie... I don't know. I think it just went a little long, like for mm-hmm. my liking. Mm-hmm. It was. Um, I think like certain things could have been solved by maybe just like a quick exposition thing or something, rather than have hit, I don't know all the conversations that they did. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of odd when they went into Cuba and it's like, uh, what was uh, Natalia and, and Bond just kind of vacationed for a little bit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. We could probably cut five or ten minutes out of that, and maybe even have them just having a conversation on the plane on the way to the boss's base. Like, yeah, I don't know. And why I did thought, she join him? I didn't understand. Yeah. That. Well, he I, saved the her? one thing I noticed for the first time when I was watching it too is things that they could have taken care of in conversation when they were just kind of in Cuba having vacation and sleeping. Like he asked her when they're in the enemy's base, "Do you know how to handle like a gun?" 
before you walked into a base with like a hundred bad guys? Like, isn't that a question that maybe you find out this girl that you care about? No. Anyway, so the whole thing was just kind of. I don't know. I, th- I think they could that have trimmed sense. it up a little bit with just some, mm-hmm. some quicker, some tighter uh, dialogue and exposition, but that's just... Me. Sure, they're about to blow up London, but let's take a little vacation <laughs> in <Let's> Havana <laughs> first. And, and you know what? That's that's my tragic maker, Nate. You hit it on the oh, head. Okay, okay. I, just because I right. thought the pacing of this movie was sort of so like start and stop, start and stop, and made the overall thing pretty feel pretty slow. Did you start and stop this movie, Francis? We did have to do that, too. That's why. It felt extra. It felt extra. Sleeping on the couch. There was no way we could do the podcast if we didn't watch the rest of the movie. Exactly. All right. Um, But you know what? The. I, I feel like, sort of elaborating on what you're saying, Nate, that I feel like this movie is doing a lot of telling rather than showing. Like, there's a lot of stuff they could have done. Yeah. Just like by showed stuff, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially at the beginning. But I think I think you know what I mean that yeah. stuff that they no, I agree, I agree. Chose to resolve with exposition. They're like, uh, they did that instead of showing us what was happening instead. Uh, let's see, tragic makers. Let's go to Valerie. What's your tragic maker for 007? Hmm. I mean, Goldeneye. It was this movie, whatever it, was it is. A little- it was a little too cheesy for me, and mm-hmm. I don't even Amen. actually mind. Amen. But I thought that the I think someone mentioned this the the beach scene mm-hmm. really was kind of too over the top. He's staring off, you know, into the <laughs> into the sea, and then she comes up and starts attacking him. I really not sure why she was attacking him at his lowest point there, and then you know, all of a sudden he's kissing her. It just was really cheesy for me. Yeah. Agreed. No, Christy and I talked about that pre-show. We concur. Oh, is that your guys' <laughs> tragic? <laughs> no, as well? no, why we must disagree? dude? We, like long shot on Bond's face, giant crotch. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you that was for the that. Worst one. Why are we staring at? Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's beautiful. I had to that scene a couple times. Oh my god! Just to make sure it. we saw what we saw. That <laughs> was, uh, terrible. We were like, did we maybe just? <laughs> Hit repeat a few. <laughs> if it was the Cabana Boy, then that's different. But Fun it fact, was, that was actually <laughs> Pierce Brosnan in both scenes. <laughs> <laughs> the effects in this movie were good. Amazing. It was an Ace Ventura moment. <laughs> nice. Oh, my. Uh, let's see. So, Christy, what was your tragic maker, though, seriously? Um... Well, I seem to remember despising the long <laughs> soliloquy that 006 made near the end. I think I fell asleep, though, while he was talking. Oh. I can't remember why he was talking or what he was saying, but I was like, why are you, you yammering? me monologuing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, just don't, I didn't understand what the point Like He seemed like such a child throwing a fit about something. Then again, I've never been in his situation, so maybe he had a right to be angry. I don't know. Well, he's the son of the king, and the king expects... Well, not the king. The steward of the king. And he expects a lot from him. Probably putting a lot of weight on his shoulders. I'm bored again. God, me too. (laughs) No. Uh, Travis, what was your tragic maker? I'm tied for two. Um... The so the, do the quick one first. Sean Bean should have died when he fell head first five hundred feet yes. onto concrete. Oh. Yeah. You don't live through that, yeah, to, no matter Wait, your training. He did. He yeah, because that? he's looking up when the thing 
falls down yeah. to crush him. Yeah, not oh, like yeah. looking up like his eyeball is facing up, like he's conscious <laughs> oh, and <yeah>. moving. <laughs> Valerie said the same thing when his that eyeball. happened, and I pointed out, you know, there have been people that have survived uh, parachutes not like, opening yeah, up. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. when they landed not in the Sean lake, Bean, though. Well, Sean, Sean, Bean. <laughs> Sean Bean doesn't survive yes. anything. <laughs> well, it's in the contract. He didn't. So. Actually, according, I mean, you guys are the engineers, so maybe I'm. This is completely wrong, but according to my, like one of my high school science teachers, hitting water actually is a lot harder from like a high fall because the water molecules somehow become a lot more solid than if you were to hit concrete, which gives a little bit. I know that's what they said. Bumbles bounce. <laughs> oh my god! And my other yeah, minor I, tragic I've heard maker. The same, Francisco. No. I've heard the same. Oh, okay. I, I also heard that jet fuel can melt steel beams. <laughs> <laughs> Many people say that. Many people. Seven Eleven was an inside job. <laughs> it was a part-time job. Thank you. Come again. <laughs> part-time job. Wait, Travis oh, had another my. tragic maker. Oh, that the CIA agent, and Danae said this, didn't get a spinoff show. I feel like that was missed opportunity. Yeah. He was great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, he was like the best comedic relief. I'm like, he could the have... cowboy he, guy? Yeah. yeah no, he, he was, was not. With he was the muffy so tattoo? He was so funny. So lame. He could have totally he, had his own Talk movie. about cutting stuff out of this movie. Over the top. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Are you no. talking about Hagrid? No. 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 More no. of him, please. The American. The American, yes, the American. guy. The CIA director. Mystery science theater fans know him best as Joe Don Baker, the actor. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, there, he had enough fans. funny, just short scenes that, I mean, obviously he wouldn't have been Bond, but he could have had a, a funny spinoff movie. Uh, I mean, Francisco disagrees. money to see him as Bond. <laughs> <laughs> I want five movies with him as Bond right now. I mean, if he was Bond, hilarious. I don't mind him. I just think that role is completely superfluous to this movie, so... Isn't I that thought what this it, movie he was, was there just to represent the Americans. Like there's, they were like, we got to get America in here. And they, I, I, I laughed every time we say, "Oh, there's the they're Americans again." Like, why are they bringing that up? Oh, <laughs> yeah. probably to appeal to Americans. <laughs> I, I don't think I you... the uh, I thought the cultural stereotype was offensive. Personally. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I don't remember this at all. His tattoo was awesome. Okay. The only tattoo Whatever. I remember was the rose. Yeah. 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 Wasn't that Hagrid? No, 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 different actor. Well, towards the end, remember he, he called the FBI guys who are hiding in the ground to come. Yeah, up? isn't that the same guy with no. the? Oh my god! No, you'll you'll notice one spoke like a Russian, <laughs> <laughs> spoke like a Texan. One spoke like a, a Georgian from oh, East Europe. The other spoke like a Georgian Hagrid. from Georgia. <laughs> I yeah, thought you were nice. talking that guy was Hagrid. Nice. I'm sorry, that's I got okay. him mixed up. Um, let's what see. Kachuk, what's your tragic maker? Or did All you have white one? white people have the same G, don't they? <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> the heavy ones, at least. Oh, my God. <laughs> now you're body guess... shaming, too. <laughs> no, I, I encourage my... it. If I had one thing that I didn't like, it was how they stole that tiger helicopter. It oh, just really? Se- it just seemed like just... For something that's so like okay, this is a really important piece of like you know, government property. Yeah, let's just make sure anyone can access it anytime with any Not uniform. Not anyone, they want. just a hot girl distracting the pilot. <laughs> and first of all, I mean, I'm all for women in the military. Come on, <laughs> oh, God. does it look like her? <laughs> she, yeah, I mean, really, like you know, I she just 
she's like, oh, hey, I'm just going to fly this helicopter real quick. Like, Are you kidding me? Like, I just felt that scene was the tragic maker for me. because, right. And then James Vaughn, who's like, I'm MI6, but everyone's like holding him back. It's like, ah, they're stealing it. Look. And everyone's like, no, it's fine. Well, it's all <laughs> part of the show. What do you have, like, Captain America did back to the, the, the ship? I don't think so. so. Well, it just felt like too convenient yeah. rather than I'll agree like with that. like it felt like it was that was the only way they could propel that plot point mm-hmm. instead of coming up with something better so mm-hmm. i don't know that that was the only scene that always bugs me got it ah like, oh, come on and it was kind of anticlimactic too like they yeah you know, steal it and then they're just oh it's gonna fly off all peacefully yeah, exactly. into the yeah, distance right? <laughs> it's like oh there goes that two billion dollar helicopter oh get everybody waves goodbye two billion <laughs> i think i don't know if it'd be Whatever two billion it he's is. being hyperbolic Yes, thank you. Hyper, what's it? Five dollars. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll give you That's one dollar for it. Adjusted either. for inflation. <laughs> I these rather nice. Yeah, I know. It's too. a joke. Uh, Nate, what's your tragic maker? Mine is uh, similar to others, just with the suspension of uh, disbelief. I thought it was interesting because, like, when I saw it when I, when I was like a teenager, I was like, "This is awesome! Jumping off a cliff, off a yeah. motorcycle, sailing yeah. down to a plane. Yeah. Sign me up right now." Yeah, and, and, and the bad and guys don't shoot him. That's right. just going and all those hot women. <laughs> and as Suffocating the... guys with your scrawny chicken legs. <laughs> <laughs> and enjoying it's it. Possible. It's all possible. Uh, no, but like, and then as I as I watched the Bonds after that, and then the whole Daniel Craig series, the whole level of realism that I think they're trying to... I mean, he still does kind of ridiculous stuff here and there, yeah. but not mm-hmm. nearly at the scale that past bonds have done so now now watching it i was like that's something daniel craig would never do i mean (laughs) i should just look at it by itself but it's still they ask you to disbelieve a lot of Mm. stuff so gotcha or they ask you to believe a lot of stuff that's not possible got it uh danae what's the thing you liked least about golden eye okay so i think the thing i like the least is maybe in comparing it to other James Bond films, m- mainly Daniel Craig, I didn't like how his the character of James Bond seemed like he didn't know a lot of what to do on his own. He's, hmm. He seemed like he required a lot of help from other people in figuring out... <laughs> he couldn't do it by himself. He required a lot of help from other people, like figuring out what was happening. And, I mean, he was very skilled at operating a tank and driving a car in the boat. But of the actual figuring out... The, the how plot? many minutes do I set these timers for? <clears throat> yeah, figuring out the plot and you know, you know what the uh, you know the purpose of his mission. It seemed like he re- he required a lot of outside assistance, mm. as opposed to he's kind of working by himself. He's you know very self motivated. He's I mean he at the beginning of the film was even working with another agent, which you don't see a lot either. So. Yeah. Well, but is so you're against teamwork. I, I like him more as like a solo character who can do everything himself instead of needing a lot of people to help him. He that's, seems think, more of like a that's who he's supposed to be. Like a superhero, you know. Uh, hmm. I think yeah, you're looking that's, for God. I feel like that's a, that's a huge suspension of disbelief to, to think that one person can do everything though. So uh, yeah. I mean that's like taking it to the maximum. It's like I can uh, do everything. But that's that's James Bond. Yeah, that's yeah, he's supposed to. Look look at like uh, Daniel Craig, uh, James Bond. He can't do everything. He always no. finds people who need to, him. Yeah, to, to true, help him, so. true. Yeah, like, but I mean, give me this beer. I can't make it myself. <laughs> <laughs> true. But in comparison, he doesn't drink beer, Paul. 
alcohol. Yeah, he does. It's a martini. Shaking that stirs. No, Daniel Craig drinks beer. That was a big controversy. Yeah. But yeah, I I feel like with Daniel Craig, he, I don't know, he figures out a lot more of the behind the scenes and tracking down more uh, interwebs of, you know, evil characters versus Mm -hmm. this James Bond is more of like on the surface. He does the action stuff, but less of the investigation, which I think I like more. What an actual actual agent does. Right. (laughs) Daniel Craig pretends to work by himself. I don't need your help, Q. You're just a scrawny, you know, college graduate. And then later he's like, "Hey, can you help me out?" <laughs> can I borrow that V12 Vanquish real quick? <laughs> uh, let's see, Paul. What's your tragic maker? I'm going on the theme with the suspension of disbelief, <laughs> and uh, basically, I hate it when. And so many action movies do this: they kill off everyone who's not a major character. But as soon as a major character comes in, they have the opportunity to kill him, and they don't. I don't mm-hmm. know why. Yeah. At least three different times, they brought James Bond in to kill him, and then they didn't. Mm-hmm. They, they decided to strap him. Let's say knock him unconscious and strap him to a helicopter helicopter instead of killing him. Now I get the trying to be irony with the I'll give you three minutes to survive a train exploding. Because that's how much you gave me. Yeah, I I let that one slide. But all the other times they brought him in and didn't kill him, Mm -hmm. it's just so infuriating to me. There was one part I I, I felt the same way for the most part and I was looking for that, but I thought they they did it kind of well when when they revealed 006 and it was like i i know you so well you don't think i haven't thought about your every move and how you plan to do this so it was kind of a kind of a game of poker or chess you know just like i planned your every move kind of mm-hmm. thing and then while he's then saying he that i'm i'm over here like jurassic park shoot <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh wow. that was amazing that was uh i think all we have left is Let's see, Josh and Chris or Chris? Josh. Or did Chris, Chris go? I did not go. Either. Okay. Uh, so let's Sorry, see. you missed your jo- turn. Josh, what's your tragic maker? My tragic maker? It was boring. I was so bored. Yes. <laughs> so, like, like, I was trying so hard Indeed. not to get on the computer while I was playing. And I did playing. it anyway. I was watching. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> we were playing. And, uh, ADHD. And, like, I was just, I, I was complaining to Sharon's, like, I have to sit through this. I don't <laughs> want to sit through this too. anymore. Is that why Sharon's and, not on the podcast? Uh, no. no I'm joking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, in in the defense, when they got to the satellite at the end, I'd say the last, what, 30 minutes or so, that that got entertaining. But it took like an hour and a half of stuff. I just had, I just didn't care about any of the characters. So I didn't weird. care any about, like, no, the plot was kind of, convoluted and i just didn't care enough to even follow it there was a twist but it was like yeah he's okay he's a villain but why are they okay they want to blow up the world they have what they have a weapon that's just i didn't care i knew who the villain was before (laughs) the like five minutes into the movie as soon as they quote killed 006 you're looking and futurized no but it was such a massive (laughs) scene it was a massive scene with this guy and then he dies and i'm like oh he's the villain 
So duh. Yeah. Mm. Just well, it was too completely educated in culture. <laughs> Thank you for like, calling me too smart. Okay. Yeah. I just I just didn't care about any motivations or you know another scene would happen. They're like okay, what's this? Who? Okay, that's this character. I don't care. Yeah. That's interesting because also- I felt the exact opposite. I was interested huh. until the saddle, like basically when they got to Cuba. Then I'm like, really, really, really. Oh, okay. okay. I think too. It was. Well, ex- yeah, I was gonna say it was extra boring. They didn't even really explain what the golden eye was for until close to the end. I mean, they vaguely touched on it. I didn't I, well, think they wasn't just, it very well. Yeah, yeah they did so it. Too, but. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I missed that part. Because <laughs> it was boring. It was so boring. And, and the whole reason he wanted, or uh, 006 wanted it, was just he he just wanted to revenge. Oh, just for oh, London. It was a. It was actually Fight Club. It was kind of that. Uh, I had to rewatch the scene because I wasn't paying attention. He wanted <laughs> to be was Fight boring. Club. No, no. Actually, I heard. I, I watched it, but I just was having trouble caring. <laughs> so, uh, I re- and so they wanted to like knock down, like basically create ca- chaos and start from zero. Oh, right. And right. the whole financial meltdown and all that kind of stuff. But oh, it was all said in basically one line. Yeah, and, that. That's and what was I like, was thinking. It's probably yeah, they added it? in post too. You think that that's huge? Like that's a huge theme, but it's like no, no. He's just he likes chaos, moving on, or something. You know, right. he's upset about his parents. Was that well, why he was so angry? Talking about moving on, uh, Chris. Let's end it with the thing you like the your tragic maker for this movie. Then we'll get to our fine solution. Unlike Josh, I don't need substance in my movies. <laughs> um, I think that I think just the fact that there was kind of a lot of like cheesy dialogue, some kind of one-liners in there that were a little. That's my favorite part. No, no, no. A little over the top, and um, you know, kind of. It, it's it, the movies. Uh, it's a little bit dated, you know. Uh, it's twenty-one years old or whatever. So it's a little bit dated. But uh, yeah. I, I I can agree with that. Especially I, I my feel sad for all the twenty-one-year-olds out there. I like the part that it really dates us over. It says, "I'm going to put that on the internet." <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Now that we've entered all our trajectories into the firing computer, let's uh, Alice. Will you please give us a firing solution? Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready. On your mark. All right, guys. We're just gonna rapid fire these uh, and say whether you think the movie you think the movie Goldeneye the movie is classic. You'd recommend anyone go out and see it. And nostalgic, you'd only recommend people rewatch it. Or tragic, you'd recommend no one see this movie, no matter what. So we'll start with Valerie. I think I'm gonna have to go with nostalgic. I thought it would be classic, but nostalgic. on the rewatch, it wasn't as great as I remembered it. Because I saw it when I was 18 in the theater, and so it, it disappointed me a little bit. It was a little too cheesy and unrealistic, but I still thoroughly enjoyed it, which makes me think that people would enjoy watching it a second time if they liked it, but there's no need to rush out and see this movie if you, if ha- if you haven't seen it. Travis. No pressure, uh, man. Uh, class nostalgic? Nope. No. Nice. Yep. Sorry. Ow. It's a classic um, nostalgic. Nope, it's not. We I would still say ready. classic. Classic. All right. Awesome. That's a high five. Uh, Danae. That's giving you a high five. Tragic. Tragic. That's That's the first thing I've ever rated a tragic. I think so, yeah. Christy. 
Nostalgic only if you like James Bond. Tragic for anyone who doesn't well, care. Well, okay, so which? Which do you want? Nostalgic or tragic? Uh, uh, a reluctant nostalgic. Nostalgic, okay. Uh, let's see. We have Chris. How'd you rate it? Uh, I rate it nostalgic. I think, like, the James Bond series as a whole, like, you kind of have to view it as a classic series, but on its own. I don't think this stands out as as more than nostalgic. So you said okay. it way better than me. Nate? Uh, everything that Chris just said is nostalgic. <laughs> nostalgic. <laughs> Good tech, thank you. Jeez. <laughs> I would say classic. Classic. Right. Short and sweet. And Josh? I actually think Christy said it the best. A very reluctant nostalgic. <laughs> nostalgic. Thank you. Paul? Classic. Cla- oh, really? Someone's got to do it. Classic. And for me, <laughs> I'm. Let's see. What did I put? Tragic for me. Yeah. I just I, like Ooh. I was bored. Like, pu- like Josh was saying, Ooh. I Ooh. just wanted this movie to end. <laughs> Keep going. I, I I did want to make it tragic, but I, you know I defer to people's love of James Bond yes, exactly. I, that I don't get. Exactly. So I can't. That's I would I recommend it if you like James Bond, but that's exactly. I take it by dude. faith. <laughs> He's they unbelievable, all him. that's for they sure. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. According <laughs> with the scores tabulated, we have two tragics. We have one, two, three classics, which would leave five nostalgics. So according to the it's Retro Rewind. No, according to the Retro Rewind <laughs> podcast, uh, we rate GoldenEye, the movie, a nostalgic uh, movie. So Disputed. A dispute, thank you. A disputed nostalgic movie. If you've seen it before, it's probably worth going and seeing it again. But if not, uh, go watch maybe a Daniel Craig or a Sean Connery or a different Bond movie. Hey, real quick, did anyone notice that or think that the movie all of a sudden switched to Mrs. Doubtfire when he's like walking and, and he's like soaking wet from getting out of the pool? I That did not occur to me, but yeah, I could see how you could see that. All right. So no, it's run by fruiting. Yes. All right. Now that we've discussed GoldenEye, the movie, let's talk about the game and see how it compares and holds up today. Uh, Alice. We- alert! Alert! Approaching target. Spoilers are coming. Establishing analysis vector. <laughs> Do you know how to use one of these? GoldenEye. Load a rumble pack and see how it feels when 007 meets M64. See how it feels? Wow. False advertising, because those scenes were not in the game, some of those. Uh, but let's see how it feels when we rumble our memories for our memory mind oh melt synopsis gosh. of the N64 game. Uh, as far as the story, uh, memory from the... Oh my gosh, Paul. Uh, as far as the story goes, uh, first person maze, finding ammo, earning the golden gun, and killing bad guys. It was a fun playthrough and followed closely to the movie. Bond is on a mission to stop the Soviets from getting the GoldenEye device. 007 sneaks into a dam, blows stuff up, and saves the world. You know what? Watch the movie GoldenEye. You pretty much play the exact storyline unless you play on harder levels, and then you play in some ruins at the end. Or the moon. Can't remember. 
But when it comes to gameplay, aim, shoot, run, repeat. The graphics were blocky, awkward as all get out compared to today's first-person shooter controls and controllers. Uh, but that's what we had, and we learned to play it well. Weird aiming, uh, stilted movement, terrible AI, but the controls were smooth, and the auto-aim helped out so much. Really showed off how first-person shooter could be done right on the N64, with super difficult to use watch lasers that are impossible to cut a hatch with, but he can dual-wield rocket launchers. <laughs> uh, sniping in the frozen waste of Siberia was oh-so-satisfying. But when it comes to multiplayer, the big draw for this game, where to begin? How about level equals complex, weapons equals rocket launchers, one-shot kills, and blowing up opponents from several rooms away? I sucked at the game and would get creamed by my older brothers during multiplayer, but I loved getting the golden the golden eye gun. The only way we were allowed to play at my friend's house was with the DK mode turned on so it wasn't so violent. And the race to pick odd jobs. I remember I'd get lost in a lot of the levels really easily and have trouble paying attention to the radar so people could totally sneak up behind me. The game set the table for pretty much all first-person shooter multiplayer games. Halo would not exist if it weren't for Goldeneye. This multiplayer feature is the reason I barely graduated from college and my roommate's grades all suffered. <laughs> uh, pistols only option, slappers only, and 007 modes were two must two most fun and of course stop looking at my part of the screen uh, I think that was pretty much all there I don't think there are any inception things to that so we'll go on to the things you know we'll make this uh, rapid fire because you know as a first person shooter game and just talk about the things we loved most about 007 GoldenEye for the N64 I will start us off I mean, and of all the things, the game music, I thought, did such a great job of marrying whatever environment you were in with the James Bond theme motif. I, I really enjoyed the music overall in the game. I think the music in the game was actually better than the music in the movie. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. Totally. So um, let's see, Travis, what was your classic maker? Um, so I didn't I didn't realize this playing originally, but replaying it, I, there was a parts of the story that they filled in in the game that wasn't in the movie. So you went to like the satellite complex like mm -hmm. four years before the story. Mm -hmm. And so I thought that was pretty cool. That seemed pretty novel for that time to like have it be really like a supplemental media to the movie versus a 100% playthrough. I'm sure it was like 60%, but. Yeah, and it surprisingly was even paced better than the movie, even with all this content. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> Gotta agree with you there. What? Yeah, that's right. Josh, what was your uh, classic maker, though? My classic maker? Oh, multiplayer mode, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that was pretty sweet. That's the, that's the classic maker. You, yeah. The uh, you know, best first-person shooter, basically, on any, any console for my money. Though I do uh, gotta say, I think four players is where you get the most fun. Christy and I played two players, and that was enjoyable. But uh, Travis also came over and we played three players, and that was fun. I think if we had four players, it would have been the most enjoyable. So I think you, it depends. You better hope you better hope you have a big enough screen if you have four people we have a wall. or three people. Yes, we have a wall, so go. we're good. Oh, yeah, we played on. Uh, we had to sit closer to the TV if it mm -hmm. was like you know three or four of us. Yeah, thirteen. And it slowed down me. sometimes too. So there was that. Yeah, that did happen to me as well. Uh, let's see, Katek, what was your classic maker? 
the Nintendo 64 uh, GoldenEye, I really liked that you could uh, not just play like multiplayer when you have like three brothers and that's really fun. You can like kill each other and mm-hmm. over, over and over again. But there were the the time uh, time cheats, if you will. You have to unlock it by like beating facility in one minute and ten oh, seconds, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. thing. And that was so hard right? because you had to do it on like 007 mode or things like that. So there was a lot of replayability to that game. That totally wasn't i mean for its time was just like whoa i i I can do all these extra things Mm -hmm. and i guess it was kind of like how now there's achievements and trophies for other games but it's like that that was kind of like for me the the what set it apart as as far as a a video game the overall replay yeah Yeah. because it's just like you could play forever basically trying to do everything absolutely (laughs) christy what was your classic maker backstory i didn't grow up with video games we weren't allowed to play them Mm -hmm. um so i was it was the so, Satan's Satan's toys. Yes, exactly. well, oh. well, Satan's playground. You, you, have you met my parents? Um, <laughs> no, the uh, then in college, this is where I got introduced to this game, and we played it. We had a common room in. There's four dorm rooms and then a common like living room, and we somebody brought it to school, and I got introduced to this game and got really good at the multiplayer really fast. Oh, nice and. It was the first time I ever actually was good at a video game. Mm-hmm. I wasn't very good at Mario. Um, I always killed him. Click <laughs> <laughs> on the first jump. Um, so, <laughs> it was, yeah, exactly. So it was, I think I have such wonderful memories of killing all of my friends constantly. Like I would run around and hunt them and say, I'm coming to get you. And oh, I nice. totally freak my friends out. And, die, die. <laughs> Yes, the paintball mode and the lasers and the spray and pray. Like, it just, like, the automatic um, aiming. Mm-hmm. And then we would do crazy things, like, make them dance. Like, we'd, we wouldn't shoot each other. We'd yeah, just, yeah. like, make them dance back and forth. And nice. I did that, too. Like, if you make them look up, yes, and we, left and right, they'll dance. Yeah, we would do, <laughs> you and I would do that. Yeah. Mario. Yeah, Actually, that's probably my my classic maker. That this video game when we replayed it made us laugh. I don't, oh, yeah. We haven't it's laughed a, like that in a long when time. was the last four four and a half years? Yes, yeah, <laughs> five years. No, I don't know. <laughs> you count how often you laugh? It's no, been just a while. when we before we had kids. That's Raising the, young children the takes a toll. <laughs> Understood. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <sighs> well. Um, <laughs> let's commiserate, Nate. Um, but what's your uh, what's your classic maker? Oh, mine. Yeah. Oh, um, I'm kind of similar, but multiplayer Goldeneye was my life in college. It oh, okay. Was, yeah. It was just I rented a house with four other guys. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them was a law student, so he had already he was in law school. One of them was pre med. Oh wow! And. It, I seriously was responsible for them skipping classes, myself included, <laughs> because we were just having like tournaments. Like we would just, oh my just have tournaments, and like I got so ridiculously good at it that they didn't want me to play anymore in the rotation. <laughs> so I, ha- the only way I could get back in was by kind of like faking like deaths every now and then oh, like, yeah, on yeah. the game <laughs> so that they'd be like oh okay well maybe we actually can beat him and stuff and I'm like yeah yeah totally and you know <laughs> <laughs> so play that. but it was uh, camper yeah exactly <laughs> no 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 <laughs> but it was it was great it was uh, the multiplayer would just it represented this time that um, I was just it was the best time playing video games with friends 
and yeah. uh, and it really did. It was revolutionary. It did pave the way for uh, massive multiplayer games um, and Halo and all that other stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I am so glad I was not in college when this game came out. Oh yeah, it was bad. It was bad. I was I was in high school, so you know, we me and uh, my best friend at the time. We would get off the bus, go to my place, and we would just play for hours, like mm. every day, yep. for months. And got, you had you know, a sixty-four. We, yes, yes, Paul. Oh, you were in that college. Was, that was after me. <laughs> yeah, it's after you. But so, like, and it got to the point where we'd have friends over, and they wouldn't want to play with us because we were so good at nice. practicing killing each other that nobody could really. We they didn't stand a chance against us. I so it was a lot of fun. That was like me. I, I, I was so bad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's the same thing pretty much exactly. you know, I, I'm gonna uh, seriously go off of what uh, Chris just said about that that was me I am so bad at uh, first person I love side scrolling games mm-hmm. so what I love most about this is was the kind of automatic aim that it has compared yeah. to other first players uh-huh. that uh, that is so hard for me to get the crosshair right on the guy and by the time I do he yeah. kills me yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so really. this was nice to turn the quarter and oh there's a guy click the button and he's dead so yeah, that yeah. was nice I never well, unless you have the club, then you could never hit anything. <laughs> yeah. well, you could hit them, but they just wouldn't die. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, mm. Are you breathing on me right now? I don't know. Uh, Playing flapping. I'm guessing Paul never never did one shot kills. Three sixty no scopes. Uh, Paul, did you? Uh, was that your classic maker then? Yeah, that was my classic maker. Oh, okay. Yes. And Chris was your classic maker that you were so bad at this, or something else? Uh, it was, it was, I mean, it, like everyone else, it was the, it was the multiplayer, multiplayer. thing. Uh, but, uh, okay, so did this, is this the James Bond game that had, like, the, the golden gun that yep. would, yeah. that would kill you mm-hmm. with one shot? Mm-hmm. Okay, it did I have was, that, yes. Sure if I was confused. Which was weird, because like, there's a, there's a one shot kill option. Yeah, the 007 mode. Yeah, yeah the, so. License to kill, yeah. Right, right, so that I, didn't make sense if you chose I, that golden gun <laughs> weapon, and, and. 007 mode. I like After the I like the proximity mines because yes. I won because Francisco yeah. killed himself. <laughs> Thanks for that pointing was, that out. Can I just say that was the best part of multiplayer was ticking off all of my roommates because I'd have the levels memorized in the spawn mm-hmm. points. Oh, nice. So when you play yes. with proximity mines, you just run around the levels and throw them where you know everybody's going to spawn. <laughs> <laughs> so every time you die, just da 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 da. Like people seriously got screaming matches with me because they're like, Nate, Nate, we can't even spawn. Knock it off. Nate, <laughs> Nate was the Rain Man of Gold. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> We, we had to ban. We had to ban using uh, timed mines because yeah. it's like spawning, but worse. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh, I know where you are. Boom, you're dead. We so. we had. I made Francisco do house rules. You can't. You can't kill me unless I have a gun. Yeah. So and no odd job. You didn't yeah. make so me. I agreed no to it. I'm yeah. sorry. I asked, and you that. said yes. <laughs> then, I'll entertain that notion. Uh. Actually, I really can I say something else that I really like. Yeah, yeah. I I never seen the movie, so when I played the game, I just these blurried faced people. I had no idea who they were, so I was always Bond because that's who I knew. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, wait, these are the people from the movie. Wait, this is the thing. Context. From the movie. It's amazing. <laughs> so then after that, I was always Boris. <laughs> I was <laughs> I was always a uh, Mishkin, which was really funny. I just randomly picked him, and he was my guy. Is he and in the movie at all? He's he's the guy with the. 
beard, I guess. And he's the, the what do you call it? Is he the, Hagrid? The, no. No, he's the defense minister. <laughs> yeah. He's like the smallest role, but they gave him a, a, a playable character. Yeah, <laughs> so awesome. And, and, uh, and so, like, I played him for so long that finally rewatching him, it's like, there he is. And he's dead. <laughs> That's my guy. <laughs> Basically, yeah. How come there was no right, sound yes. effects for on the top? She should have had a weapon of legs. Yeah, no gun. She Instead of slapping, she just like she grabs just, you through legs. She just Probably leaps like a face the, hugger. The, from the, the, game was, the game was out in 98. I don't think they had the technology to do that. Yeah. Oh. All right. Yeah. Uh, okay, so those are the things we really liked. Now let's talk about the things we hated about this game. Uh, Paul, let's start with you. I'm so bad I got lost on the levels. I couldn't find the way. I got. I knew to jump off the dam, but once I got in there, I kept going around in circles not knowing where to go after I killed all the guys. Oh. Huh. Okay. So I was like, "This is, I'm, I'm done. Bye. Okay. <laughs> Rage quit. Uh, let's see. Uh, then how about uh, Travis? Um hard to pick one and i also played turok 64 so i'm not going to complain oh, about the aiming system because so it was sorry. so because <laughs> and i was so much better yeah um, sadly i think the tragic maker would be the weakness of the sniper rifles in multiplayer and you're like mm-hmm. i'm going to shoot you in the head yep. and it's going to take eight shots oh what you killed me first with the club what's going on here <laughs> exactly uh yeah uh christy how about you um tragic maker maybe I don't know. Maybe some of the levels were a bit like too maze like mm. for for two people, I yeah. think. And I would, I used to know them all really well, mm-hmm. but playing it again, I got, and also two children later, I think my brain is sort of fried. <laughs> I don't really know. Blame it on yeah, the with kids. all the mazes, it was hard to find motivation, unlike Legend of Zelda, like you're seeking something, where this is like, I'm well, just you're just going another to the player. next target, you know? No, but I always wanted to kill Francisco so I could win. <laughs> Oh well, there you go. So it's a big motivator for me. I never. I think it's <laughs> therapy because you can't kill him in real life. No, I don't yet. ever want to kill him in real Without life. Without a jury involved, I just like to be the winner. <laughs> oh my gosh! He's like no full legal advice. He's like, well, now you can make it look like you. <laughs> gonna need a lot of lie. There's a lot of legal oh mazes here. A lot of lie. Wow. <laughs> Suddenly, there's more wow. soap in my house. Um. <laughs> You use nitric acid, not hydrochloric. <laughs> use the club, not the Can sniper. we stop talking about how Christy's going to kill me? Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. That makes uh, you uncomfortable. Whatever. Probably the lack of lasers. I don't know. Blazer. Laser. Uh, <laughs> Taser. Taser. Freaking laser beam. Laser. Laser. Uh, let's see. here. Katek, did you have a tragic maker for this game, or was it all pretty Oh, actually, good? it's... it's it's kind of it's the same as my what I liked about it was really? that the well, multiplayer because everyone can see your screen. It's well, I yes, that. I did. Li- I did hate that, but there is a, a way you can do the no radar mode, so mm-hmm. that that's nice. But, but then you know you do have four screens, <laughs> so, so I, I can just say, look at you. Matter. So yeah, did yeah, exactly. Matter. It didn't matter. Yeah, but <laughs> besides that, I just even though I do enjoy the replayability of like the timed missions, they made it so impossibly difficult. Yeah, to, like specifically the facility, and I looked it up because I was it was really bugging me. You have to beat it on Double O Agent in two minutes and five seconds, and it's just so incredibly hard. Yeah, and it just was for like a kid. It's so frustrating. Yeah, to try and do this, 
with this quasi awkward controller, and it's just like, how am I supposed to get through this in two minutes yeah. and five seconds? Only to get invincibility. That's all you get. <laughs> my, brother, oh. my brother played that level for a month in order to do that, and oh he finally God. got it. So hard. And so I, the, the copy we still own has the 007 with the invincibility code on it, and I'm, I'm never going to race it. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. It, it took forever. so long to get. I like how you got your brother to do it for you. After the first few tries, and he was like, no, I'm going to do this. And I saw it's him a month so later, difficult. and he's like, I did it. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy it, but they, it was kind of like uh, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Uh, super, super Empire Strikes Back. It's like yeah. impossible. Oh, yeah. Where it's yeah. like, can you just like make it a slightly less difficult? Like, right. So that, I did enjoy it, but yeah, it's just they made it a little too hard in that aspect. Okay. So. Uh, let's go to Chris. What's, something, what's the thing you hate most about this game? Um, I mean, it's it's hard to hate it, but like, I mean, just because it is so dated, I think like the graphics and stuff, yeah. you know, going back and playing it and being like, oh my gosh, like how fuzzy and blurry mm-hmm. all the details are and stuff is, you know, it, and, in a way it's nostalgic, but in terms of like, you know, actually play, playing a game multiplayer. It's almost uh, like Minecraft, some of the characters. Yeah, that's kind <laughs> of yeah. what it looks like. Oh yeah, totally, yeah. The Minecraft is kind of crisp and... I mean, you can kind of tell. You see the edges a lot easier. But. You like you don't really run around going, "Is this a door? Is this not a door? Am I yeah. supposed yeah. to run through this?" <laughs> yeah. Is uh, that a gun or is that just like a dot? On yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is that is where that I shot face? last? <laughs> um, uh, Nate, what's your tragic maker? Um, I'd have to say the control, just the control scheme. Oh, okay. Um, because I've played a lot of um, I played a lot of first person shooters since then, like mm-hmm. on. Xbox, PlayStation, and the invention of the dual analog stick just changed. Yeah, changed everything when it came to like first-person shooters. And 64 didn't quite have it yet. They were trying. They were they were trying to get there, but they hadn't yet. So, like I said, you make you make do with what you got, and you just try to get really good at the control scheme they have. Mm-hmm. But going back to it, it's like, oh my gosh! Like, if if we had the the dual analog sticks back then, like the control would just would have been. I don't know. A lot easier. Yeah. Well, the in, in the defense, of the uh, the C buttons were basically the second part of the analog. They were, and it took some. You had to play on solitaire usually to get to get yeah. the hang of it. And but, it took a uh, yeah. There was a steep lear- learning oh, curve. Oh, there was a huge learning curve. Once you once, once you, you got, got that it, though, once you yeah. got it, it worked. But it was it was it was hard until I then, never yeah. used those. Still better than Turok sixty four. Except that minigun in Turok sixty four was amazing. Such a perfect sound. Josh, uh, what would you say your tragic maker for this game was? Uh, like Chris was saying, the graphics like mm-hmm. are are pretty. It, like I even remember, like at the time, they they were just not really Crispy. where maybe yeah, not it wasn't it was like you would be I'd be fighting the uh, you know those guys the, the Soviets you know, and sometimes you get really close to them. And it's just really awkward. Mm-hmm. Just you're not supposed like, to get that close. <laughs> well, sometimes you're in, in a very narrow hallway, and you're just like right oh, yeah. on top of them, surrounded by boxes, like, and you don't know what's a box what and what's a wall and what's a bad person. Well, it's like it's like they have like these weird kind of octagon heads with trying to be photorealistic faces. Yeah. It's just, even at the time, it's just like, what is this? And they have squares for hands and trying to have these realistic movements. Man, but those I sweet knew. barrel rolls, though. <laughs> that was the best part when you were just they would go into a barrel roll the moment you start firing on them and you'd get like 10 bullets into them before they they complete their barrel roll, stand up, 
dust themselves off, and then, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, that is fantastic programming right there. Totally. And they'd have the, the blood mechanics, too. They tried to, like, you shoot them, and they just kind of, like, have red show up, and... It's, even at the time, I, I knew it wasn't going to age well, at least graphics, but the gameplay, fortunately, you know, is so much yeah. superior. So yeah. to, I'm getting on and on about the graphics, but really, it's a, it's a minor quibble <laughs> considering yeah. the game. All right. I guess that leaves me. Uh, for me, my tragic maker for this game was it's a small thing, but in the first level, uh, you're going through and you need to open up this gate to let the truck go through yes. for those of you who remembered it i was having the hardest time figuring out how to open the gate because i thought the one uh, i think it's the b button was just for reloading so i didn't know did i need a key card or did i need something else no it's you just didn't that the instruction manual did you no i didn't because uh, i didn't have I figured it. it out oh fine <laughs> you're super smart paul but apparently yeah that button is but an action mazes, button so. that opens doors and presses buttons and even turns on the alarms if you don't mean to Watch out for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so that's... What's that. this button do? Uh, so a lot of the controls were intuitive, but I would say my uh, Tragic Maker was just the... That was not intuitive. But obviously, once you got it, you got it. Uh, all right. Now that we've entered all our trajectories into the firing computer for GoldenEye, the N64 game, uh, so you have a firing solution for this one. Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready on your mark. All right. Uh, same as before. And we'll just go around real quick. Katek, how do you rate uh, GoldenEye for the next Classic. Absolute classic. Abs- absolute classic. Okay. Christy. <laughs> yes, I am in agreement. Absolute classic? Yes. So like the vodka? Sure. Why not? Okay. <laughs> uh, Travis. Uh, classic. Classic. Uh, uh, Chris. Uh, it's hard to say. No, Nate's no, it isn't classic. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can go nostalgic. No, I'm, I'm. Do, don't uh, do it. Just be you, man. <laughs> Just be me. <laughs> Who's doing pressure. dishes? Somebody's doing dishes. <laughs> Not um, me. <laughs> Not the dog. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to. I'd have to go with nostalgic. All right. As as great as it was, it's borderline, really borderline for me. But there were other, um, you know, 007 games that I think have this have similar, you know, kind of gameplay and and enjoyability um, around that same time. So I I I feel like it. It doesn't necessarily stand out to me uh, against those. Uh, okay, very good. Uh, Nate? Classic, all the way. Classic, all the way. Uh, Josh? Uh, classic. I want to point out how rare that is for a video game adaptation of a movie. Right, and that's yeah. true. Yeah, yes. true. fair point. Yeah. Chris, change it. Handicap. <laughs> uh, Paul? Nostalgic, because I don't think every video game player out there would enjoy it. But well, if you did enjoy it, you young. would like it. Yeah, and for me, <laughs> I, I I resonate with you, Paul. Nostalgic as well, because I think there are games today that are people would not want to go back to this and play it again. But if you have played it before, it's still an awesome co-op experience, and it's still a pretty good single-player experience as well. I like Pac-Man. 
I think if you that need an updated graphics version, there is GoldenEye. That Souls was taken online. down. No, you can still find it. <laughs> <laughs> Black market. I think that part it's of... It's called the internet. Nothing disappears from it. <laughs> yeah, right. Except GeoCities. Oh, right. <laughs> I think that part of the, the draw of the game... My sparkly gifts will be eternal. <laughs> Stop it. Stop. I had that website. You shut up now. I, I think that part of the draw for the game now, if nobody had played it, it? No more Chipperchber. What am I saying right now? If people haven't played it and they've only played really high definition games, I don't know how mm. to describe them. It's uh, part asteroids. of. Thank you. Part of this multiplayer mode, especially. I don't know about the. I don't. I didn't play the other one. I don't do those games. I'm, I'm really bad at them. I have a panic attack. Part of the, the fun of the multiplayer mode is the hilarity of the multiplayer mode. Yeah. So if you're if you're somebody who'd never who's never played badly graphic games, I think it would make it even more fun. But the rest of the gameplay is fun, so it wouldn't det- it would detract, but not so much so that you couldn't enjoy the game. I don't think. Uh, that's fair. I I don't I change your mind. That. No, I'm not going to change my mind. But that's a valid argument. Monty Python is better. But uh, with all the votes in, we have one, two, three, four, five. Five uh, votes for classic versus three for nostalgic. So the Retro Rewind podcast rates GoldenEye for the N64, a disputed classic game. Uh, definitely go out and check this out. Uh, probably had to buy it from a uh, used video game store. It's not available on virtual console or anything. Or you can find an updated graphics version on the internet somewhere. Uh, Didn't it come out on the Wii? Yeah. Wii. It's. It's not the same game though. It's the Daniel Craig version with lots of different levels. It's fun, but it's reimagined. It was it was good. Um, I hear there's no silly stuff in it. No, there is really big hands. Oh. Wait, did you say is Daniel Craig really in it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They used his voice. uh, Oh, that's cool. I knew the. uh, It's kind of reimagining the the original N64. The N64 version was supposed to have uh, like Sean Connery and Timothy Dalton. Uh, but they couldn't get the rights to their likenesses. Oh. So, like when you on that first menu screen, you have like profile things that are supposed to be a different bond and different ones. Oh, okay, I okay, just cool. googled GoldenEye Source, and yeah, you can just download it right here. <laughs> <laughs> so it's still available, and they just it was recently updated to August twelfth, two thousand sixteen. Virus free email. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, just email me. I'll send it. <laughs> All right, it's at guys. AOL.com. <laughs> <laughs> Prodigy? What? Um, oh, my gosh. Let's get on the net zero. I still have my Hotmail account from when I was playing GoldenEye for the first time. Nice. <laughs> I do, too. Rock I think on. you have to d- use Netscape to download it, though. Oh, probably. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's go on back. Dial-up. Let's go back to our own time. Alice, please bring up new tubes so we could rapid fire through those. YouTube systems engaged. All right, we're su- <laughs> uh, let's share whether what we've been uh, seeing or reading or experiencing lately, uh, contemporary things. What's new on our tube? And we'll just go with what it is and what the name is and what the tile is. So let's go Katek first. So there's this new thing called GoldenEye Source, and. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, well, uh, like I do photography, um, and so actually the new Canon 5D Mark IV just recently was released, and nice. I've been 
pining to get that. So that's not really a new tube thing, but that's like I've been obsessed with reading everything about it. So uh, okay. that's kind of what I've been doing recently. Have you gotten your hands on it? Like yeah, yeah, I actually did. Uh, like uh, when I was in Japan uh, mm-hmm. the other month, uh, I went to the Canon showroom and I was playing with it, and it's just so beautiful. Nice. <laughs> it's just a so little beautiful. tear roll down your face. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like such a much it's a bigger sensor and it shoots 4k and nice. it's just a very nice camera very so cool if you're into photography please check that out but i'm sure you already have if you are so never mind All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay <laughs> uh nate uh if you like video game history i'm reading a book called console wars by blake harris oh yeah not sure if i have that I've heard of it. Yes. Have you read it? I've, I've read the first half. Yeah. 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 I'm halfway through. It's I'm like really... 600 pages. <laughs> it's a long book, but it's it's all it's all compiled by people who were there who lived the the through the Nintendo and the Sega years and how much those companies competed uh, against one another and then also with PlayStation, Sony in the mix and everything. It's, it's and very it's interesting. Super detailed. It's like very detailed. Like yeah. the most comprehensive. Like just can't imagine how detailed. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. It's good. Cool, Chris. Uh, I just discovered HBO Go has a, <laughs> has a really cool section called Late Night. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> wait, wait. wait. Oh, no. <laughs> Hang on. Oh, <laughs> Is that like Saturday morning? Mm, yeah. Is that, that so late? Totally it's not. Saturday morning. Oh, my. Oh, no. Uh, so. Jeez. I- <laughs> <laughs> That's where the Game of Thrones is, right? Because yeah. it comes on at night, right? I'm sure. Feeling yeah. awkward. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I, I uh, took my kids to see Storks. Um, <laughs> okay. How the opposite end of the <laughs> yeah. spectrum, Jeez. And, uh, and it was uh, it was great. It was really uh, really oh, fun movie. It's by um, a couple of my favorite director producer uh, guys, which is uh, uh, Phil. Uh, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. And Chris Miller. Yeah, yes. and they do like everything they touch uh, is amazing because uh, they uh, they're responsible for Last Man on Earth and uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs and the Lego Movie and all that stuff. So Sparks was uh, another good one. Awesome, Josh. I'll have to check that out. Wow, I didn't know that. Like, I've seen everything that they've done, and I didn't know they were doing Sparks. So I have to do that now. Yeah, uh, but that's yeah, yeah not enough about me uh, or. No, now... Okay, that's a ball. No. Sorry. So I uh, just got caught up reading uh, one of the best comic book series I think I've ever read. It's called Saga, and it's from the same writer as uh, Why the Last Man on Earth. Um, but the artwork is... I, I was compelled by the artwork, and if you... If you let's see, it's very sci-fi, very mature, very mature... <laughs> Oh, uh, like and, HBO Go. <laughs> well, well, like it's like like geriatric. <laughs> Maybe not. Well, like uh, if you're a fan of Game of Thrones or Dune, you know, if you're if you like that kind of stuff, I highly recommend it. The artwork is gorgeous. The story is captivating. I couldn't put it down. Very and in cool. fact, uh, issue thirty-four has a uh, kind of this little koala panda guy fishing off a walrus, and that's my like a uh, tablet cover for like the past year. Nice. <laughs> it's it's amazing. So Paul? highly recommend it. Cool. Paul. Okay, so I've been amazed how many people I've 
requested that Francisco and I review Better Off Dead. Um, <laughs> probably the most yeah. requested movie for us to review, and neither one of us has seen it uh, growing up. So uh, recently, my wife and I saw the movie just because I was so curious. Uh-huh. And it's a 1985 uh, John Cusack movie, and we loved it. Oh, I mean, really? Yeah. I mean, th- okay, the, the, well, Adventures in Babysitting, that was kind of like over the top, and it was so much that I called it a tragic. Mm-hmm. This is over the top done well, and so much oh, that. Okay. I would actually rate it a classic. Wow. So if you know, I mean, it's it's one of those type of movies, comedies that's over the top, not like airplane over the top, but close. And it's uh, it's kind of like a cartoon come to life, which I think we talked about maybe Ferris Bueller being, but this is mm-hmm. even more so. Oh wow! So Very cool. There's, you guys requested a rating of it. That's my rating. Classic. There you go. Awesome. You know what's sad? I, I I haven't seen it, but I heard that uh, it's like the one movie John Cusack doesn't like to talk about. Really? Because that's probably my most favorite John Cusack movie. Like, oh. that, like it has such a cult following, and that's what everyone wants to talk to him about. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's like Christian Bale with Newsies. Um, really? Yeah, probably. Oh, I love him in the movie. I know. Me too. Uh, let's see. Now, uh, Valerie. I saw the movie Sully with Tom Hanks. Oh, yeah. And it was very interesting. Wait, you saw like it with movies. him? <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was jealous. <laughs> no. no. I just like it when movies are based on true stories because it's a chance to learn a little about history. So I thought it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Uh, Travis. Can uh, Danae go first? I don't want to steal hers. Danae. Okay. I, um, I had two. So... Um, TV shows that started this fall. So This Is Us on NBC, which a lot of people have been talking about. Oh, yeah. Val and I saw that. Yeah. I enjoyed it. it. Yeah. Don't want to spoil anything, but it's worth at least watching the pilot to see if you like it. Um, And then the second one was a show that Travis and I just started today. HBO is uh, redoing Westworld as a TV series. Oh, I've heard good things about it. Yeah, it's really good. I think it has like a 9.3 on IMDb right now. Mm -hmm. So we just watched the first episode. It is a little bit more mature. I mean, it's an HBO show, but it's really interesting so far. The the premise is it's kind of like a futuristic world where it's like a theme park, a Wild West theme park, where people pay to come visit and all of the the people, the hosts that they interact with are artificial intelligent, kind of like robots. Interesting. Oh, okay. What sort of maturity factor? Like is Game of Thrones Game maturity? Of yeah. 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 <laughs> Comparable. It's based oh, okay. on, uh, was it, I know I know about the movie that was made, what, in the 60s? Yep. With the yeah. old Renner? Yep. Was it a book before that? Or? Um, I can't remember, but... Okay. It, I know that it's it's so. similar plot line, but so far the production quality is really good and the plot is very interesting. Is Yul Brenner in it? <laughs> no, oh, but God. Anthony Hopkins has a role. Ed and Ed Harris, yeah. He's almost as old. <laughs> <laughs> Tra- uh, let's see. Let's see. I did. Oh, Travis. Yeah, back to you. Um, so I don't know if it's a new book or not, but I've um, been reading Good Omens, which has been pretty. It's like an enjoyable, funny book about. Um, an angel and a demon who are like friends throughout the tale of human history. And it culminates in like the end times of this little kid in some British village. That's like accidentally the antichrist and is making fish rain. And it's, it's a fun comedy 
um, or comedic look at it, but it sounds okay. it sounds really weird. Yeah, it's it is terrible. certainly a weird premise, but it's really a fun. It's been a fun uh, a fun read. So okay. it's I called mean, Good Omens. Yeah, and it's good as opposed to Bad Omens. Right. Which is bad. I, yeah, because no, you don't want Bad Omens. Create the Antichrist. <laughs> Someone's got to. I think I've been there. <laughs> oh, Haven't we all? Uh, Chris- Every parent thinks that. Christy. Uh, um, I just finished watching the last season of, or, yeah, the last season of, no, I just forgot, what's it called again? Doctor Who? No. Um, oh, Person of Interest. Person of, yeah, Person of Interest on Netflix. I um, like to binge watch, and I saw that um, Jim Caviezel was on it, and I was like, oh, I'll see how, see how he's doing. Is that with Ben from Lost? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I'd never watched Lost. I didn't get oh, okay. on that silly, silly, yeah, silly bandwagon. Anyway. Silly oh, yeah. That, he was on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would I would really recommend it. I thought it was good. Um, it, it also ended well. It didn't end like some of these, some of my other favorite um, shows uh, that you can still find on Netflix, but they just, they lose their funding. So they just don't make them anymore. And they end in weird cliffhangers that never get resolved. But this was nicely resolved i would recommend it cool for me uh my new tube is the we just started watching the new season of longmire which uh, longmire is was a past new tube for me before uh we finished the four seasons and now the new season's out and it's it's just as good so excited to keep watching it with uh, christy so that is our new tube section. Uh, all right. Now we're going to have a fun game. We're going to go to our 1.21 Game of Watts section. Oh, I can't read it. And we're going to play Domo Adigato, Mr. Filmbato. How this works is uh, from I've selected uh, nine movies <laughs> and a tiebreaker from all the movies and video games we've covered on the show. I've uh, took their IMDb synopsis and ran it through Google Translate a few times. So I'm going to read you that translated synopsis, and you have to tell me what movie or game this this synopsis is covering. So if you think you know the answer, say your name, and then uh, I'll say, okay, go ahead, what do you think the answer is? Can you hold on one second? got to get my wife. She speaks Japanese. (laughs) <laughs> it's not in Japanese it's English it's just translated from Japanese Kotak um, so I don't think that'll help you uh, so and whoever gets the most points wins uh, so here we go I might have a slight advantage I speak a little Japanese did you um, did you tell us that in order to call out the answer we say our name yes I did oh, sorry I was reading Facebook <laughs> I mean I was thinking this. <laughs> <laughs> and for people not in the room Travis and I are both blind, so we can't see it from here. Yeah, and Christy neither, I hope. You could take your glasses off. I can't. No, I can't. I can't read the words. (laughs) All right. Are there pictures? No, there are no pictures. I don't know how to read. Here we go, guys. (laughs) Here's the first one. And these range in difficulty. Some you might get right away. Some may not. Starting out. Her fiery passion. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Chris. HBO Nights. I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, sorry, keep going. <laughs> Her fiery passion and the elder and the elderly with imagination, brother and sister, charm wrong orphan Yelp, for the uh, your name. <laughs> Paul uh, Mary Poppins. No. Nope. Orphan for the new family and community. I'll read it one Josh? more time. Oh, Josh, go ahead. I don't know if you reviewed it, but I would say Escape to Witch Mountain. Nope. 
That's on the list. That's on the list, like at the bottom. Uh, <laughs> I'll read it one more time. Her fiery passion and the elderly with imagination, brother and sister, charm wrong orphan for her new family and community. Christy? Go ahead. Did you do Annie? Nope. You are you are really close, but I guess no one gets this point because that is Valerie. Wait. Oh, is it Pollyanna? No. We have not covered any or plant. Yes, Chris. Is it Curly Sue? No. (laughs) Okay, no more guesses. You guys don't get. That is Anne of Green Gables, which Uh, is episode seven. Yeah. Uh, All right. Next up, here we go. Alien that their goal is to invade the Earth to destroy, it came. Fighting the superior technology... Danae. Danae? Independence Day? You got it. Yes. <laughs> Fighting their superior technology, they are in we the human will to the best weapon to survive. Yes, with your brother Josh, right here. Mm. So Danae gets one point. I guess I don't have an advantage then if I can't remember. I guess not. <laughs> Here's your next one. Magic Nanny came to work in the cold bunker. Oh, dang it. Christy. Christy. Mary Poppins. That's Mary Poppins. Magic Nanny. Come on. Hey, I guessed that before that. Too bad. So do I get half Next. No, you do not. I think we've got favoritism going. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty sure it was Chris before Chris. Here's the next one. Uh, secretly, the world of boy wonderful she fantasy. With, the, with, with <laughs> <laughs> really, I think you think that that's happening more than it's actually happening. <laughs> Too, Could you repeat the question? There was a line at one point. Wow. Two small children. Wow. Have I said that enough? Wow. Two small children. All right. Anyway, here we go. Uh, it's not embarrassing if it's the truth. Here's Sorry. the next one. Secretly, the world of boy wonderful fantasy troubled from the mysterious book of the page. Oh, Danae. oh. I think I heard Danae first. Page what, master? I heard Katek. No. Katek? Never ending story? You got it. Uh, very oh. good. All right. Uh, here's the next one. on the list? No. If you... If you take con- if you take the control and the race of the hovering vehicle of the future of the Nate. racers... Christy. That was Nate. Uh, okay, Nate. Yeah. Nate. Fly the navigator, baby. No. Oh, sorry. That's what oh I was come on. Say. Danae. Danae. Tron? No. Katek. Katek. Back to the future. No. <laughs> come on. Can you read it again? Yeah, here, here we go again. If you take the control and the race of the hovering vehicle of the future of the racers. Speed racer? No. <laughs> Is that your name? <laughs> oh, sorry. Speed racer. Katek. Uh, no. no. <laughs> Wait, can you read it one more time? Last time. <laughs> if you take the control and the race of the hovering vehicle of the future of the racers. <laughs> so many. I covered this? Yep. <laughs> Not Independence Christy? Day? <laughs> Christy? Terminator? No. Oh, Paul. Paul. A goofy movie. Nope. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. No more guesses. The correct answer is F-Zero. Which was episode oh, 34. Oh, you put a game in yeah, there? I said, said games and movies. Oh. oh. Here's your next one. Mutiny. <laughs> Here's your next one. Uh, 14 aged mutant ninja turtles came out Josh. in the. Josh. Ninja turtles? I need a full Teenage name, please. Teenage mutant ninja turtles. Yeah, that's it. Oh, you sure it wasn't the wizard? <laughs> <laughs> the full one was 14, 
14, not 14, but 14 age mutant ninja turtles came out oh in the world order to protect the ninja of New York of organized crime from the shadows. Now, was that the video game, the arcade game, or no, the movie? No, that was just the movie. Oh. I could have made it more difficult that way, but I chose not to. Uh, so Josh got a point. Okay, next. Uh, we have one, two, three more. And so far, we have a three, a four-way tie. Okay, so that's uh, a Ninja Turtle high five. Here we go. <laughs> uh, teleportation device between the star found in Egypt, leading to oh, Earth. Oh. Oh. He said, "Oh, he said, oh." Yeah, your name's not O. I heard Travis first. Travis. Yeah, I could do that too, but I'm not a cheater. <laughs> No, go for it, Travis. Travis. Go ahead, take Stargate. Stargate. <laughs> well, oh, double cheating. To him, but double okay. cheating. Oh, I knew. Come on, that's a all great right, film. All right, all right. Yeah. Uh, next, uh, teen comedy about high school and graduated Chris. from. Yeah, Chris. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. No. Paul. Paul. <laughs> Son-in-law. No. <laughs> Nate. Nate. Can't hardly wait. You got it. Oh my Yay, god. Good job. You just like keep going and listening. To <laughs> the full one for that was teen comedy about high school and graduated from the plurality of character graduation nightlife, different agenda. Wow, that's really good. <laughs> that is so son in law. It's <laughs> <laughs> definitely a goofy movie. All right, last one. Uh, if anyone who's gotten a point gets this, they will clinch it. Otherwise, we will go to a tiebreaker. Oh man. <laughs> Bachelor's degree and comprehensive dirty rebellious teenage daughter babysits his brother and her cutie. Danae. Li- Danae? Adventures in Babysitting? No. Uh, Paul? No. Were you going to guess, Paul? <laughs> I thought you said your name. He did. Oh, you can't, oh, he's he's talking. Talking. can't hear him. I, what? You can't. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you have to go on. Well, okay. I'll say say it again. Uh, bachelor's degree and comprehensive dirty rebellious teenage daughter babysits his brother and her cute little brother and sister. Josh. Josh? Mary Poppins? No, we already did Mary Poppins. We did? Oh, I remember the guest. Sorry? Is it Uncle Buck? It is Uncle Buck. Good job. Good job. All right, so we have a... Lots of way tie. <laughs> so let's see who gets this. Hopefully not me, Paul or Chris. Because <laughs> I don't have a backup. We can do this, Chris. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Throw off the game. All right. We already taste dramatically changed farm of college life girl and her best friend. Josh. Uh, Josh. Son-in-law. That is son-in-law. Oh, wow. I've never seen that movie. I hope that I guessed on it. (laughs) So the full one was, uh, we already taste dramatically changed farm of college life girl and her best friend out of the water Thanksgiving holiday has a clearly glamorous party animal in the home fish of a small town farm. A glamorous party. (laughs) Wow. Home fish, huh? Josh, you win. 1.21 game watts, Mr. Uh, Adigat, Domo Adigato, Mr. Filmbato. Good job. I guess it did help that he knew some Japanese. <laughs> what, what can I spend that on? Uh, a DeLorean, I guess. Honor, yeah. I suppose. Game. Um, you're already like a top rank, so I don't. I can't give you a rank or anything. Sorry. Uh, but now uh, we'll go Where's on to <laughs> our feedback and announcements and wrap up this show. Alice. Online. Receiving incoming transmission. 
All right. First, we have a little bit of feedback. Uh, first, I, I asked some uh, asked on social media, hey, we're doing our 100th episode. Uh, do you have a favorite moment? And Eric Purcell said, I think the most that I think most of my favorite moments are when Francisco and Paul disparage one another. It's a winky face. Oh, and when I, oh, and when I cringe at the ratings, you guys choose love the pod exclamation point. So thank you so much for that, Eric. Uh, then Ryan Jackson said, one of my favorite moments goes all the way back to Superman three. At one point, Paul says, you have to turn your brain off. Since then, I've used that statement many times. Thanks, Paul and Francisco, for 100 episodes of epicness. You're welcome, but I've only had 99. Well, yeah, I guess that's true. Um, I guess I'm the only one who's had a full 100, but that's neither here nor there. You're honorary 100, Paul. Uh, Then Christy Ruiz, oh, you're right here, uh, said, My favorite is every time I'm on the podcast. (laughs) Nice. LOL, JK. I'm really... I've really enjoyed this community we've been building. So thank you, Christy. Uh, If you want to leave us feedback on this episode or any other, the best place to do that is on our comment section of this episode or uh, go to our contact contact page, retrorewindpodcast.com slash contact or retrorewindpodcast.com slash group to join our Facebook group. Now I have some announcements, announcements, announcements. Uh, So Paul and I have been talking about for a bit now, uh, like what changes we might want to do in episode 100. And since, as you can probably tell, this episode is extra long, uh, but oh, our episodes have been getting longer and longer, as you may have noticed. So we have decided to split the podcast up into two feeds. Essentially, uh, the one the feed you're getting now is going to continue to be uh, the normal. We review a movie that you guys vote on or a game, and we do our normal classic, you know, Likes, dislikes, final rating. The second feed is going to be exclusive to people who are patrons of the show uh, or have uh, supported the show via PayPal. And in that, you're going to get a lot of bonus content. You're going to get pre and post shows. You're going to get new tubes, uh, our games that we play. You're going to get any extra stuff like commentary tracks that we do. We have a clue commentary that's out, and uh, we're planning on doing a Princess Bride commentary before the end of the year. So you're going to get all that content. All you have to do is become a patron. Uh, go to patreon.com slash retro rewind podcast, and you can give as little as a dollar an episode. And that really helps support the show, and you'll a get lot. a lot. And you'll get lots of fun content uh, for doing so. Or if you want to, if, if really you just want to make a one-time donation on PayPal, that's fine totally legitimate and we'll send you the link to that feed as well (laughs) (laughs) um but thank you all so much for listening to this uh, for however many times you've listened to this it's awesome that you've been a part of this show uh and if you have any questions about this change feel free to reach out to me uh on twitter or email or what have you we'll go through our contact information here in a second yeah so paul take it away all right so next time we are going to go back, back to the year 1985 for the winner who picked our next episode. They uh, who, who picked it? That was Eric Purcell. Thank you, Eric. Eric picked Santa Claus the movie. Because he so. hates us, apparently. I don't know why. but <laughs> uh, It could be good. I don't yeah. want to find out. I suppose. Uh, but in, I liked it as a kid. I don't know if now. Well, we'll find to out. own that. 
used to. That's not a good sign. Anyway, but until then, you can find us on uh, theretrojunkies.com. The Retro Rewind. Is it the Retro Rewind Podcast? No, just Retro Rewind Podcast. All right. You can listen to us on uh, whatever you're listening to on us now. Continue yep. doing that. That'd <laughs> yeah, be appreciated. Much. And uh, you can support us through Patreon and PayPal, like Francisco said. You can follow us on Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook. And if you want us on any other social media that you follow a lot, let us know. And But if you want to find me specifically, you can go to pauljpowers.com where I have all my social media links. Awesome. Thank you so much, Paul. Thanks for doing the show with me. It's been Hey, thanks for 100 blessing. episodes. Absolutely. Yeah. It's been so great. Uh, now going around the panel real quick, uh, let's start with Katek. Thanks for being on the show. Yes, thank you for having me for episode 100. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, you can reach me at my Twitter where I usually am lurking rather than tweeting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that would be Free hugs, the number four free, or Katek Ruiz. Awesome. K A T E C R U I Z. Yeah, I have both, and I like to lurk with both. So nice. I will lurk you very well. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Katek, so much. Uh, Chris, thanks for being on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Honored to be here as well. Uh, you can find me at madcallen.com. There's links to all my social media stuff there. You can also uh, go to breakroomstudios.com and you can find the various podcasts or videos or dumb stuff that I do usually. Usually Nate and I do. So. Very awesome. Speaking of Nate, thanks again for being on the show this time. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, yeah like what, what Chris said, you can go there to kind of see all the ridiculous things that we do on occasion and uh yeah i guess you can reach me on twitter at nate voices so very cool josh thanks for coming back to the show one of our old timers oh, thanks for having me um yeah you can uh contact me at uh i have a thing that i do where i share all the ridiculous phone calls that i get at work those uh, are hilarious the- oh thank you uh you can go to facebook.com slash caller stories and it's just the most ridiculous conversations that I've talked to very not smart people and uh, share them oh, wow. with the world. Uh, it's anonymous, so you know nobody's feelings are hurt per se. But, well, it's an honor uh, to be on there. <laughs> maybe. I put myself on there a couple of times. Awesome. I've said some ridiculous stuff. So, yeah, facebook.com slash caller stories. Awesome. Thanks again, Josh. Uh, Valerie. Thanks for being on the show again. Sure, no problem. My email is ValoryPowers2003 at Yahoo.com. Very good. Uh, Christy, thanks for coming back on the show. Oh, yeah, sure. You betcha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, you guess you can find me wherever. I don't know. Facebook. <laughs> Oh, look, there she is. Oh, she's over there. Creeper. <laughs> Just Facebook, Christy Ruiz, K-R-I-S-T-Y, R-U-I-Z. Awesome. Thank you, Christy. Yep. Danae, welcome welcome back to the show. Thank you. <laughs> thanks for being back on the show. Yes, thanks for having me. Absolutely. <laughs> Do you want me to tell you where you can find her? They can't me? find her. I was like, yeah. She's anonymous. She's Christy off the grid. is everywhere. Danae is nowhere. You can find me on Facebook, Christy Ruiz. <laughs> no, you can find me on Facebook. It's Danae Berg, D-A-N-A-E. Berg with an E. Awesome. Just like Anne with an E. Uh, wait, wait, Berg? 
with an E. Is like, that with one E or two? Like technically B-E-R two or B I R. No, oh, it's E's. like iceberg okay. with an E on the end. Iceberg E. Everybody got that? Good luck. Good. All right. And thank you, Danae, and thank you, Travis, for coming back. Yep. And you can reach uh, my friend Tom and I on MySpace. Um, and also, oh I'm on Facebook, <laughs> Travis Berg. With an E. With an E, With an e also. Okay. Uh, Long handle. <laughs> wow. Not many people. So, it was free. Thank you all with an e. for being on the show. It was an awesome episode. I, I had a lot of fun doing this. Uh, and thank you, most of all, to you, the listener, who, wherever you're doing, if you've stuck around this long, please hashtag us. Um, long one hundred, or if anyone can think maybe of maybe not that. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely don't do a Google search on that one. <laughs> wow, till the end. <laughs> yeah, hashtag till the end. RRP. We'll do that. Um, and hashtag long <laughs> But we really appreciate you listening, uh, sharing with your friends, subscribing to the show, supporting us. Uh, thanks for being part of this awesome retro community. And uh, you can find me, though, at uh, on Twitter. I'm at FXRUIZX. And check out my portfolio at FXRDesign.com. But like a Pokemon trainer, we got to catch you all later on the next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Retro Rewind mission complete. Proceed to Nap Point Omega and return to base. Yeah.